Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortswan, joined by co-host, More Daddy. How are you doing tonight? Oh, doing pretty well. I mean, I got back into GU today, was playing with some new people, had some fun with some streamers, got to chat with some uh, people who usually do time attacks and Hame and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, just been starting to get back into the old stuff again. Um, I still call it Haim. Is it Haim? My American butt yeah. still calls it Haim. No, it's probably ha- Hame. Yeah. It sounds yeah. more Japanese, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> My American brain going Haim. H A M E. Haim. For shame, you play Haim. Yeah. Uh, oh, you don't man. like your green can eggs I, can and Haim? Can I suggest uh, Hama? Go with the German pronunciation that. with an Ooh. E at the end. Hama. Sounds like hummus. Mm. And I love hummus. You ever had it with carrots? It's pretty damn good. I hate hummus. <gasps> hate it. Absolutely. See, this is every time you mention some sort of weird food. More. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, I. What can I say? Whatever. I. I. I'm very. very Souffle confident. parfait. Coffee cake things. I don't. Oh God! I'm I'm gonna show you this amazing video. Unless you've already seen the the Djibouti dubs you, take of the Thanksgiving thing, whatever. Oh wait, did you? You see know, it? I I have I have like four cans of chickpeas upstairs that have been sitting upstairs all co- all quarantine, and I'm gonna make some hummus tomorrow. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing idea. You it's I didn't even know it was made out. I like chickpeas. I did not know it was made out of chickpeas. Yep. Okay. It's chickpeas By the way, also and... welcome, Pan, Hi. fellow co-host. <laughs> chickpeas and olive oil, mostly. Yeah, and a bit of garlic. Okay. See, spice. the ingredients sound fine, but I just don't like the taste. I don't know. Maybe because when I normally have chickpeas, it's with, like, chicken or something. So it takes on more of that... I don't know. We're, we're here to talk about music tonight, not not necessarily food. Uh, although we could do a food night we, sometime music yeah, is the I mean, food of we're, the soul we went from monster hunter to general video games to general other things at this point right now but like i mean we didn't have a lot of news like going on other than what i want to talk about today because i retweeted it which is the monster hunter moving having an extremely racist joke in it what the shit oh yeah the knees like, joke yes uh, so uh, oh, God. I don't... I, like, what in the fuck went through Uva Bowl's mind that made him <laughs> think that this would be an okay thing to put in a movie where his main audience is from the countries that he is being racist to? You know, I think a, a lot of it is, A, they don't understand that it is racist. And they just wanted to try to put in some friendly bro banter. That is like, because I mean, yes, when when guys are hanging out, sometimes guys make edgy jokes, right? That's because they know each other and they know they're okay with each other and and they're not like, it's not meant in an offensive way. So like my friend Brian, who's African-American and me being Native American, people would think we're racist to each other all the time when we're talking, but like it's in good, it's in good faith to each other and only to each other. I don't go around saying that kind of stuff to just some, you know, someone else, you know, of any other race, mm-hmm. but like that doesn't translate well in a movie that just doesn't. No, no, no not at all. 
and not and and you know what? Maybe it maybe it does a little better because we get this sort of like idea that these characters are this way. But like, take out the clip like that, which you know is going to happen because it's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, you can't do something like that. Not in a, not in a big movie like that, unless it's specifically tackling those kind of issues or you're trying to make that character that way or something, you know, but yeah. like, yeah, this is, this is the monster hunter movie by Uwe Boll. It's not American history X. No, no, well, it mean, is not. I mean, the one good thing that we know about this is that he's, th- that guy's going to get impaled from behind by a black Diablo. So, I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, you gotta watch what you say or otherwise it, it comes just, back to bite you in the butt. There was, there was already so many things wrong with this movie before we even watch it, yeah. right? That's that's the thing is like we were already so poised to not like this movie, and we're like forcing ourselves to be like we're gonna enjoy it as an action movie. We're gonna enjoy it as an action movie, and it's there's a reason why I have the uh, the uh, gif that I put with that tweet of the Jim Carrey when he's in Liar Liar when he's drinking the water and he uh-huh. spits it out and goes, "Oh come on!" Like that's, that's literally my, my reaction, like. We're trying, like, trying to be like, okay, just take the movie for what it is. Take the movie for what it is. And this happens. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, why? (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't even get the not be racist part right. (laughs) I don't don't know, Fortuan. I mean, like, uh, I guess every white person is just inherently racist. You know, you you just drink your water in a particular way. You're racist. Yeah. You look somebody in the eye when you're talking to them, you're racist. If you look away from them, you are racist. I don't... As, as, as a mixed white person, I don't really believe that. that no, I don't. <laughs> racist, but, I don't either, but, but like... It oh is... Man. <laughs> the stigma. Uh, it is not a, it's not a hard ask to not put a joke like that in, right? It's not a hard ask. There could have been billions of other jokes they could have done just to yeah. show some sort of rapport. Um... Anyways, that is not what we're trying to talk about tonight. We are talking about music, and we are going to talk specifically about non-video game music. Now, the reason why we're doing this is I wanted to dedicate a whole episode to both non-video game and video game. So tonight will be the non-video game music, sort of the stuff that we enjoy. You know, we're going to talk about about 10 songs each. We'll probably sneak in a few because it's like, oh, it's like this one, or I like this one. Um... It's going to be a long episode, guys, so strap in, because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it is Paul W.S. Anderson. I forgot to, Pan. Oh, because, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, hey, I like Soldier in Mortal Kombat. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I, like- I thought Uva Bull did it, uh, mainly because Mila Jovovich is the lead. I do, yeah. I do like that Paul Anderson made Alien vs. Predator. He did a good job with that movie. I kind of enjoyed that one a lot. There are a few. There's a few good things. Actually, a lot of people don't like Soldier, the Kurt Russell one. Oh yeah. A lot of people don't like that one. Um, I mean, I my dad likes it. I'm I'm predisposed to liking it because I saw it a bunch a bunch as a kid. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's back to movies. Um. Next week, though, we're gonna we're take a. This is a two part series. We're gonna take a break in this two part series. Talk about the video game awards next week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a big thing for me um, personally because I think it's very good to celebrate the people who did things, and I think people need some celebration after twenty twenty. Um, so then we'll after that continue this music thing, and then it'll probably be our games of the year after that. So we pro- we have a pretty you know figured out schedule at this point. I yep. think. 
at least for this month. So, and then we're into 2021. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the brave, the brave new world of hopefully things getting better. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, oh, um, hey. Hey, on the plus side, the federal uh, loans uh, have been postponed another month. So that's good news for me. Nice. Ah. Yeah, same for me. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that got postponed to the end of January. So fingers crossed that gets us through to when uh, Biden takes over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. So music. Um, I think, uh, I'd like to start with pan on these ones because pan, I think you're going to, you're going to be a good, good front runner for all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then morgue, I think I'll have you go, go next and then I'll, I'll go and we'll just switch between songs. Um, alrighty then. I'm a little, I'm a little different. I'm, I mean, because I I have a bunch from the same band sometimes, but yeah, well, we'll we'll figure it out. Anyways, go ahead, Pam. Okay, so uh, first off, I don't have any songs from the same bands because I kind of told myself I would I uh, would pick one song from different like I would do that because uh, if it was if this was all I was allowed to pick multiple songs from the same band, this would mostly be a list of Rhapsody slash Rhapsody of Fire, uh, mm-hmm. Heaven and Hell slash Black Sabbath. And um, Iron Maiden songs, so and that'd be kind of boring. So mm-hmm. I picked so my t- the ten songs I have are all from different bands. Um, a quick little rundown of my musical tastes is that uh, I mostly listen to I mostly listen to European power metal. Uh, so stuff like um, uh, Glory Hammer, um, the Dragon Force. Suddenly I can't think of band mm-hmm. names. Uh, mm-hmm. Rhapsody slash ra- later called Rhapsody of Fire. Uh, bands like that. Um, uh, throw in also, I listen to a lot of, uh, British New Wave heavy metal. Uh, so stuff like, uh, Judas Priest, uh, Black Sabbath, um, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden's a big one for me. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I really, really like I'm just really proud like I've Dio. recognized everything so far. I, I, you lost me on Dio, but. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. You've told me about Dio before. Yeah. Never mind. Yes. Yes. He was a singer. Uh, so well, I he got, he got his big break, uh. Be, when he uh, replaced Ozzy Osbourne in Black Sabbath, and so then the the okay. there was kind of a, a tonal switch for Black Sabbath when Dio took over because his singing style is so different from Ozzy's, and then he I forget what mm-hmm. happened, but he later he later left Black Sabbath and had a solo act, and he basically did like fantasy metal type stuff in the eighties. Hmm. And then okay. it, yeah, and so then, like yeah. the uh... go ahead. I was gonna say like the stuff in Onward, where people painted unicorns on their vans. Yes, yes, that's yes, that kind of stuff. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and then, uh, and then in the early two thousands, he got back with uh, he got back together with Black Sabbath, but they uh, renamed themselves Heaven and Hell. Um, I believe because okay. <clears throat> because Ozzy Osbourne had recently won a lawsuit, and he. Was basically they had to give royalties to him if uh, for stuff that came under the under the Black Sabbath name. So the inti- the all oh. the members of Black Sabbath except for Ozzy Osbourne got together with Dio, had this band called Heaven and Hell, and they released this one kick-ass album. And then Dio got throat cancer and died. Oh yeah, geez. so okay. sad. So yep, Ow. yep. So uh, I had a hard time. So yeah, since I just went on 
a giant tangent about Dio. I'll start off with uh, the the Dio song that I picked. Um, it's uh, it's actually from uh, Heaven and Hell. So th- when he got back together uh-huh. with Black Sabbath, uh, it's off of the Devil You Know, which was the only album that Heaven and Hell released. I, I mean, they also I think released a couple of live albums, but um, the song is called Bible Black. And uh, Mork, have you heard it? Uh, the Bible Black? Uh, no, I actually haven't heard it. I don't actually only have, I think, Holy Diver from Dio? I think that's the name of the album? Yep, um, that, that'd be, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's the album that that song came off of, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I do remember, like, songs like, actually, Holy Diver and, like, Rainbow in the Dark, and uh, there's a few yeah. others. I think I actually have the album here on, on Apple Music. I'm actually gonna look this up here. Let's see if I can look through my library. Dio. Nope, don't play it. Don't play it. Where is it? There we are. Well, if you two, yeah, if you two want to listen to the the guitar intro on this, it's pretty cool. the 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 music video is oh, yeah. kind of what the fucky. I don't get it personally. Uh, but the song. Yeah, there's there's some things like that with my bands. Like I'm like, I love this song. I watch the video. No. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, and the Go song ahead. is the song is about a priest who finds the Necronomicon basically, and he gets addicted to reading it and loses his soul to the devil. Oh wow! And that's that is so not badass. that is not what is depicted in the music video. <laughs> is it just like random Metallica stuff? Uh, it's it's a uh, it's like an angel like walking around with the book, and then like the Grim Reaper shows up, and then there's a dragon. Oh, okay. So very <laughs> PG equivalent. Okay. All right. But yeah, hmm. uh, Bible Black uh, by Heaven and Hell, uh, one of my favorite songs. If I had to pick a song sung by okay. Dio, that's the one I picked. Also, Tony Iommi. God, okay. I, I love I love his guitar work so much. Yeah. The man only has two fingers. That's insane. Are those are the him plucking fingers. There you go. Yeah, uh, when Black Sabbath made it big back in the 60s um, or so, mm-hmm. I was expecting a glare from my husband. Uh, yeah, right when they were about to make it big, <laughs> Tony Iommi uh, like, was finishing up his last shift at this sheet metal factory, and uh, his fingers got sliced off Ooh. by a piece of metal. Oh, whoa, that so is he, metal. Yeah. Yeah, so being uh being the broke ass uh, no, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, being the being the broke ass crippled uh, factory worker that he was back then, he uh, basically melted some plastic uh, bottle caps or something, and made these like plastic finger nubs to put on his hand that he could use. Wow, that is, it is wow, it's badass. Yeah, <laughs> the guy's a badass. <laughs> That's so cool. Being it being in my career where you know we're we were at a fact you know I talked to before the show we talked a little bit about the, you know just what we're going on with us lately and I talked about the fact I've been in a factory or not I didn't say a factory but we've been eleven hour days it's in a factory making face masks actually for COVID uh, a brand new factory and um, yeah just like the idea of, like it could easily happen slicing off fingers and that kind of stuff if you're make a mistake and stuff and this was in the 60s right you said um i'm looking it up yeah it was sometime in like the 60s yeah safety standards are not the same back then so yeah. 
I can understand how that happened. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, it says he was okay. okay. Yeah, he was 17 when he got in the accident. He was born in 1948. So, yeah. Yeah, mid 60s. Wow. Um, Morig. What's your number one? Okay. Or first, I should say. You know what? Yeah, let's go in strong. So I listen to, like, a lot of, like, the heavier metal, so I like to listen to, like, a bit of deathcore. Um, There's some Viking rock that I listen to. I do like classic rock when I, just to freshen up my playlist. Um, There's actually quite a lot of stuff. So, yeah, let's let's dive into the the really dark and dirty stuff, so some deathcore. So one song um, by um, <laughs> yeah by a Russian deathcore uh, band called Slaughter to Prevail, um, one of their singles called Demolisher. It is prob- sounds like a video game thing. Oh. Slaughter to Prevail. Oh, it yeah, is very intense. They even have their own comic book, by the way, which is actually really awesome. I think it's called uh, Child of Child of Darkness. I think it is, or no, yeah, Kid of Darkness or something like that. Anyways, yeah, um, okay. that's coming out in December. Um, and, uh, yeah, Demolisher. It is probably, like, some of, like, the heaviest and chuggiest and, like, just most insane music that I'd heard from, like, a Russian band before ever in my life. Like, the drummer really sells this band, and, like, I'm gonna have to, like, find a, um, a video just to show you guys, like, the drum work, because he is just insane on the pedals. And the singer, oh my god, there's a, there's a part, um... Uh, in the bass drop, where um, mm-hmm. uh, where his voice gets so low mm. and so deep, it sounds like he's burping into the microphone, but it has such clarity as he's like speaking Slavic. It, it, it it's it's like the devil is coming out of his mouth. It's just it's a fantastic song, um, and yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna end up having to show you guys the link to it. But, that was the second song that I heard from um, from Slaughter to Prevail uh, when I was first introduced to them. And after wa- watching um, the music video for it, and it was a live performance. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I love them. I-, I love this band. It's so good. I actually want to get one of their masks off their site. But, um, yeah, I'm going to have to wait until uh, I get a card for PayPal so that way I can have them mail it over to my place. Oh, it's wonderful. Okay, um, so uh, so a little bit of overview for your music taste, Morg. Also, heavy metal and that kind of stuff in general. Mm-hmm. Very, very heavy metal. There's a lot of sh- subgenres of metal. I would probably say there's not a lot of overlap between what Morg listens to and what I listen to. No, not very much. But yeah, it's it's quite similar. There's just kind of like there's different gradients to like how. Um, heavy and how dark it can get as opposed to like how um, empowering and a little bit lighter it can be. Exactly, yeah. And there's like, the one thing that I don't like about the uh, darker metals is that uh, the the vocals. I I can't stand. I have to have have, like crisp, clear (laughs) vocals. Yeah, yeah. Like some of it, it's just like mindless screaming into the microphone, and other times it's like um, shrieking or it's like like guttural growls. Um, Yep. Yeah, I I think that you'd probably prefer like more actual singing, like actual vocal. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think Amana Marth is about the 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 growliest I can stand, and even then, I don't really like Amana Marth that much. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. If I can't understand what people are saying, if they're trying to say something, I will say, you know, sometimes I like a lot of music that doesn't have lyrics. So obviously we'll get into that with the video game stuff. Cause yeah, a lot of that stuff doesn't have lyrics, but, um, yeah, if I can't understand what they're saying, I'm checked out most of the time, most of the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my my husband uh, asked me to make a correction on something I said earlier. Uh, okay. Is that uh, Black Sabbath is not technically a new wave British heavy metal band. Okay. As uh, Black Sabbath is really more considered the first metal band. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because they were like a decade before the, the British new wave heavy metal. And yeah, he's right mm-hmm. about that. Um, so that was my mistake. And I'm sorry, listeners. And I'm sorry, Steve who was glaring at me from the doorway right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry I have forsaken Black Sabbath. Well, no, he's right. He's right. They are not a British new wave heavy metal because metal wasn't around before them, so they can't be the British new wave of heavy metal. Gotcha. No, it makes sense. Uh... It makes sense. I, I mean, I wouldn't know to fact check you. Yeah, yeah. So we're... <laughs> He's very disappointed in me. Okay. We've watched a lot of metal documentaries together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So um, I have a little bit of backstory about my non-video game music taste because um, in comparison to you guys, my taste is a lot more, uh, I would say, sparse. Um, or... or um, I, I never had a strong interest in music. Um until and which is crazy because i was going to be a music teacher at one point um but that all i'm talking like early childhood right Mm -hmm. some people get into metal and that kind of stuff or a genre country whatnot because their parents listen to it right we have my dad who when he's driving no music never any music dead silence (laughs) it's just the way he is that makes me like i don't mind it these days I, I can't understand that and I can't deal with it. Yeah. Oh no no. When I'm driving I have music. Trust me. I, I have music when we're driving when I'm driving. And it's it's for me it's video game remixes. So that that's why the second episode is gonna be a bigger one for me and this first first one I have stuff, obviously, but like my music taste started with video game music. It actually started there. So all this other stuff is is and I want to say that um I attribute a lot of my music taste and a lot of appreciation for music in general because obviously I wanted to be a band teacher at some point um, because of my late grandfather, and um, I, oh. it, it doesn't it doesn't show up in the in the Hunters Hub, but episode two of the original R slash Monster Hunter podcast was dedicated to him because he had recently passed away. And we talked about Monster Hunter's music. And the whole reason why we'd even care about music is because of him. Uh, And he was a concert uh, concert, uh, cornet player. He was first chair in Chicago. Um, I think he was in Dallas or Austin. And then in Cincinnati later in life. And he only stopped once he was, like, dying. He only stopped playing in the orchestra once he was dying. And... It's because of him that I even have an appreciation for music at all. So, <laughs> um, but I do have, and, and, and this first song I want to talk about 
is probably the closest music song to my heart. So, like, my interest in general is happier or more dramatic music. Um, not into metal at all. I am the total oddball in this group. Uh, I feel like I'm the total oddball in anyone I talk to of music taste any in any place. Like my uh, my good friend uh, Matt, who does the he does the um, event quest with us now, the magic show. He always used to make fun of me because like everyone liked the same kind of music in our group of friends. Yeah, and they're like, and then and here's Cham over here who likes his own stuff. Like <laughs> more power to you. Like, I've I've never I've never really aligned with someone on my music taste ever. So the first one I want to lead off with is actually not from a band or um an album or anything like that. The first one that I'm gonna lead off with is actually from a play um called uh, Man of La Mancha. And I don't know if you guys know this, but it's the Don Quixote mm. character in play form. So basically the old knight, the guy who's delusional and thinks he's a knight and um yeah, it's just to me it's just a really good song. Um and it it's uh the song is actually called uh The Impossible Dream and I don't know if you guys have ever heard it. Um but to me it is like that is like this uh outside of video game music my absolute favorite song. And, uh, yeah, my favorite rendition of it is actually from a stage performance. So I'm a little very different in that case. But, yeah, The Impossible Dream is not a very long song, and it's mostly one guy singing and a little bit of piano and some strings in the background. Like, musically, it's not very... It To me, it's strong, but it's emotionally strong, and it's all through the singing for that one. Um so yeah, the impossible dream from Man of La Mancha, and yeah, that's the only one I don't have like a band or an album to talk about. <laughs> so yeah, the, there there we are, Man of La Mancha. You guys should, should listen to it sometime. I'm actually listening and it's to really it right sappy. now. It is super sappy. So there you go. And yeah, I tend to like lighter and happier stuff. <laughs> um so yeah uh that's 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 my first one so pan let's let's uh let's move on to your second one i have to scroll back up in our chat to find my, where i left my list <laughs> yeah yeah we've been we've been posting a lot of that's fine um okay all right uh so uh i mentioned before that i really really like power metal um and symphonic yeah. metal um, so I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna tell you about the first uh, power metal song that the, the power metal song that got me into the genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is called Emerald Sword by a band called Rhapsody, and it's off of the Symphony of Enchanted Lands One. Uh, the band later mm-hmm. went on to be called Rhapsody of Fire, and then uh, after the Ooh. band broke up, they split into two bands: uh, Luca Torelli's Rhapsody and Rhapsody of Fire. That's they're kind of a joke in the it's kind of a joke in the power metal scene the the naming of Rhapsody uh, right now. But uh, for for hmm. future we're going to call them Rhapsody of Fire because that's what they were called the longest I think. Um, so Emerald Sword uh, is uh, it's just uh, everything you could want in a power metal song. Um, it's uh, it's a song about this guy going on an adventure to find this magic sword that he needs to uh, kill the bad guy. Hmm. Oh, wow. 
I like I like adventure songs. Yeah. Those are always kind of cool. Yeah, and that's that's basically what Rhapsody of Fire's bread and butter was uh, was adventure songs. Actually, their first ten albums, I think, all tell this this like epic long story called the Emerald Sword Saga. Hmm. Okay. Uh, hang on. I'm trying to find. So power metal. Yeah, I'm trying to find the the chorus here, so you guys can listen to it. So, again, me being not a person, I understand death metal, black metal. That's all heavier stuff. What is power metal? Is that sort of like with like strong chords or something like what's what makes it power metal that's a good question um the best description of power metal that uh anyone has ever that anyone has ever given uh my husband actually came up with it it's like imagine if the 80s if 80s pop metal just kept going gotcha so it's it's energetic metal yes it's energetic yeah. upbeat happy um rhapsody of fire played around a lot with uh throwing in orchestra stuff too um so they they lean a little harder oh, yeah. towards symphonic metal than most oh also look at that album art look at that album art on that link i mean yeah it looks like 80s video game cover work yes oh, the, yes it's exactly i like it Yes, it's yeah, it's it wonderful. Like yeah. Out of like, yeah, it looks like something out of like second edition, like Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, it looks like appropriate fan I mean, yeah, art. Two mm-hmm. E was the power metal of D anD. D. I can say that much. But <laughs> 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 uh, oh, yeah, Emerald yeah. Sword. Uh, uh, a friend. Oh God, his name was Magus underscore ten. Uh, he was an old friend on mm-hmm. the Game FAQ's Poll of the Day forum that I hung out on for, like, years uh, as a teenager. Mm. And he uh, he recommended this song to me um, when I first started, like, listening... When I got my first iPod when I was 16 and I was able to listen to music without my pa- my mom, like, hovering over my shoulder. Yeah. And uh, he, yeah. Recommended, he recommended this song to me. And, uh, like, ever since then, I was like, you know what? This is my genre. I want more of this, please. Okay. No, I, I bet I can know. understand. I I was about to ask, like, um, you probably hear a lot of Nightwish, hey? Uh, I do, and um, my sister was actually super hard into Nightwish for a while when she was mm. a gothic kid. Uh, yeah. but Tarya Tarya okay. Tarunin and the various diet Tarias that they had replace her um, is one of the only like female vocalists that I like. Yeah. Yeah, they, hmm. they did for, change a yeah. lot of the operatic yeah. leads for that. Yeah, for context, uh, Tarya, hmm. uh, Tarya Tarunin are just usually just called Tarya. She was the lead vocalist of Nightwish for a long time, and she's probably got one of the most powerful like female voices out there today. Um, and she's a very difficult person to work with, and she uh, left the band. Uh, like it was a mutual her leaving the band. She couldn't stand on. Uh, hmm. Them and they couldn't stand her anymore, so then they got a whole. They've gone through a string of women who sound similar to Taria, but they just can't quite hit it like she can. Mm, so they're okay. yeah, she's like diet tar. They're all diet Tarias, which they're not bad singers. It's just kind of a. There's only one Freddie Mercury and there's only one Taria. <laughs> uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, she yeah. definitely knew what she had, and 
you know, for better or worse, I guess she kind of. I, I, you know, I'm not even gonna say anything. Nope, uh, nope, not gonna. As say you it. say in, uh, gosh, who was it? Um, oh, in in his autobiography, uh, Nikki Six once described, uh, God, who's the singer for for Motley Crue? I can't remember his name. All of a sudden. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember his name all of a sudden. But he said that he's got. He had a fatal case of lead singer disease. Yep, that's the word. Oh, that's the word for it. Yep. Will they get a big head? Yes. Uh, but in this God, case, she kind of earned it. <laughs> Vince Neil. Vince Neil. Vince. That's Neil. his name. Never heard that name. I'm glad you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Nikki Six once described Vince Neil as someone with a terminal case of lead singer disease. Hmm. Okay. That's hilarious. <sighs> so. oh, okay. Um, more? Okay. Sorry, do you have more to say? No, on no, it, I'm good. I mean, I could keep talking all night about that, okay. that song, but we should probably be moving along. Yeah. Yeah, we got 30 songs in total. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll I'll make the second one really quick. It's from it's by the same band, Slaughter to Prevail, and this was the first song that I was introduced to. It was from a friend of mine who listens to them on Twitter. Uh, well, he showed me the link on Twitter. Um, uh, the song was called Agony, and um, the first time I listened to it, I was thinking like, whoa, this band is way too aggressive. I don't know if I can handle their music. And then I looked at their lyrics, and whoo, it's really deep. Like... Some of the stuff that uh, they talk about, it's like you know, don't be don't be afraid to live the life that you the way that you want to. Um, otherwise, you're never really mm-hmm. going to be happy. You know, you got to embrace the good with the bad of all your decisions and stuff like that. It is a very good song, um, and I saw the music video for it, and it was it was actually really artistic. For for um, well, typically like you know, a, a good number of metal bands have really um, uh, provocative music videos like for example like Rammstein or like uh uh what's another yeah. one slipped on like you know there's a lot there's a lot of um um artistic expression in a lot of their stuff but this one in particular like mm, it, it 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 hit it hit all the notes in the right places like not just in the music but like also like in the music video when I first saw it. and that was when I was captivated by them and it was like you know what I think maybe I'm going to explore this band a little bit more because I kind of like what they're going for and yeah, mm-hmm. it, like um, yeah, I, I think it's really funny that the lead singer's name is Alex Terrible. Oh, cool guy! And like, you, oh man, I actually went to like his YouTube channel and I saw like a bunch of like some of his vlogs. And there he is. He's like talking. He's like talking about like his his souped up chopper motorcycle. Um, I think it was a Harley. And um, he's like walking around like with his shirt off and he's got like an AK on his back or whatever. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to go for a little stroll through the town, whatever. And he's just like riding around <laughs> on his motorcycle. And it's got like this awesome like skull, like this metal plated skull on the front, like latch onto the front, like over the headlight. It's like, this guy's a badass. <laughs> and it's really funny because apparently he does his own shop work too. Like he's, he like fully customized the motorcycle himself. He had to like get all the parts and stuff like that because okay. it was like a it was like a heap of junk as he like described it because like the shocks were out on it and stuff like that. It, yeah, I, yeah, just totally awesome, dude. Super humble too. I'm surprised. Okay, his English is getting really good. I like him. Hmm. <clears throat> well, 
Um, okay. Any more to say? I, I, I'm sorry. I wish I could, could contribute to it. Nah, nah. There's guys. not really much else that I can say because I, I, honestly, I want to speed things up too because so, I'm excited to get to the next couple of songs as well. Whew. And they're pretty good ones too. Sure. Whew, it gets real juicy. So um, here, here's where I'm going to hit hit my stride of what it, what non-video game music I really have. The genre is basically alternative rock, um, and I don't. I, most people already know this band and this song. It's actually very popular. So unsurprised, you know. But not a lot of people I've ever heard. Um, have really labeled the killers as their favorite band, right? Like, I feel like I'm the only person who said the killers, my favorite band. And people are like, really? <laughs> the killers? Like, I like them, but favorite. Um, and I would say favorite as in, I have a tie for two favorites and they're the only two that I, the only two that I follow with any sort of dedication and, and keep up to date with their albums. Even then I'm behind usually. Um, but the first song I want to talk about them is what really got me into them, which was unsurprisingly Mr. Brightside, their, their biggest hit, um, to my knowledge. Um, so Mr. Brightside, I mean, you guys probably heard this, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty recognizable. You've not heard it? I don't think so. Well, we're going to have to post the link for you. Yep. Uh, Mr. Brightside is an interesting song. Uh, it's very poppy. It's very much, you know, pop rock. It's not it's not powerful, you know, like uh, that kind of stuff. But um, it's 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 a lot into the genre. Is is as much as I normally like happy music and that kind of stuff, that I really connect with something that is happy about something sad, if that makes sense. Like Yeah. Because it, um, I don't know. For some reason, and uh, I, you know, obviously, I think we might, at least for me, we're going to hit on some, some real life stuff because, I mean, that's a re big reason, um, big reason why, you know, like people connect to music is, is emotional connection or, you know, like a lot of people that I've met who are really into angry music had a very angry and upset childhood. <laughs> and, you know, I, I didn't have that. Um, but, but you know, this this is something that, that connects with me because um, personally in my life, I suffer from a lot of depression and I have been apparently and I, and I just learned this not, you know, since I since I started therapy and stuff, but um, I had been going through this probably the majority of since I got married in 2009. Um, I've probably been, you know, suffering from some sort of depression on some level since then, um, is what according, is what, you know, the therapist thinks. So, yeah, I really connect to having a happy facade with a sad behind, you know what I mean? So songs like that really connect with me and Mr. Brightside to me, it sounds happy and peppy, but he's basically like. Hey, you're kind of sleeping around, <laughs> or you're a kind of thing, um, you know that kind of thing. Um, but you know, I prefer to be happy and that kind of stuff, so that's why I prefer that kind of music. But you know, the ones that really hit home with me are the ones that are also 
and some level is still sad. So yeah, Mr. Brightside is what really got me into the killers. I really liked, um, I don't even remember the name of the song right now. See, this is the problem I have. Even the bands and songs I like, I can't remember stuff. Um, so I actually have to look this up right now. Um, but their first single they put out, I really liked it and I'd sing along with it all the time and then it wouldn't come on and I wouldn't think anything else of it. Like I'd have the radio on and that's, that's how I am with music. It's just like, and I like it and then I just don't follow up with it. Um, but this song in particular was the first time I, I've really just followed up with this band. Um, yeah. And by the way, this is from hot fuss. Um, Jenny was a friend of mine. No, no, that's not it. Where is it? Smile like you mean it? No, that's not it. Somebody told me. There you go. That was their their first single. Somebody told me. Um, you have a boyfriend. Yeah, and I used to I used to sing that all the time. And then Mr. Brightside, it was like, oh, I need to pay attention to these guys. And there you go. So yeah. Mr. Yeah. Brightside, uh, obvious pick from the Killers, but I have, you know, when we get to them, two more coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit of a, I talked about maybe talk about some larger things in music because it starts with my next song. <laughs> like, um, But yeah. So, Pan, uh, what's your number three? Uh, third song uh, I'm going to talk about is uh, Under Pressure by Queen uh, with David Bowie singing along with them. Oh, I love David mm-hmm. Bowie. Uh, no lie, the last time I listened to this song, it was actually remixed with Chasing Cars, and it made me cry. I bawled. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, I, I re- it took me, a, uh, I had to really stop and think about, like, which uh, Queen song would go on my list. Um, and sure. I, I kind of just had to, like, look through, like, all the different Queen songs that I uh, tend to listen to, and... Um, yeah, so Under Pressure, which, like, you know, I, both of you guys have heard this song, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, I just, uh, I really, really, really like it. Um, I really like, you know, David Bowie's performance on it. I really like, uh, really like Freddie Mercury on it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to look up on Wikipedia. I've been, I've been like, trying to look that up for a little bit now. Uh what the uh, sort of inspiration behind the lyrics is, but I can't find it because it looks like Freddie and Freddie Mercury and David Bowie went back and forth on a lot of it, on a lot about mm. it. Um, but uh, I really there's like there's a line in that song that I just I really really like. Um, what this? Um. The, you know the terror of knowing what this world is about. Watching some good friends screaming, "Let me out!" Um, that's just mm-hmm. ooh, it, it hits. Yeah, yeah, I I can get I get that I get behind that for sure. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a lot of songs where it's like this one line in particular. It's like, yeah, that that's the one. <laughs> I get so I understand that for sure. Um, so you just, you basically just picked this as one of your favorite from Queen. Um, Queen is actually someone I'm very familiar with, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big band. Yeah. 
So. Um. No. Yeah. I, well, like I was like, well, I have to have a song from Queen on there, of course, and I just so I had yeah. to stop and think about like which songs by Queen that I, uh, which one it would be, because I w- was committed to picking only one song from each band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a couple of live performances the live at Wembley Stadium performances of like everything that is so good. Have you have you listened to that performance? Or watched it. I think it might be mm. on a DVD. I can't remember. No, I, I probably. Steve, have not. is live at Wembley Stadium on DVD? Is that was that visually recorded or is it only audio? It's visually recorded. Okay, that's what I thought. <clears throat> yes, it is. Okay, it, there is a DVD of it. Okay, yeah. Um, well, it's it's amazing. It the if if you could watch it sometime, the live at Wembley Stadium, like what we talked about. Uh, a little while ago about like you know some certain performances of certain songs are really good and ooh the the live at Wembley Stadium it's really good yeah okay live at Wembley Stadium I will look that up or it's live at Wembley 86 really or Queen at Wembley mm-hmm I found before I found it. I found reaction videos. Of course you did. Wow, YouTube, you're sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, what a song to put up there to be at Wembley too. Oh yeah. Like finals, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the title alone. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I really like the song as well. Yeah, it's a really good song. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I um, honestly, yeah, sadly, I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than, like, you know, it's Queen. And, you know, they're one of the, arguably the greatest rock band ever. And uh, it's mm-hmm. their best song. So, or, I, I mean, I wouldn't put them as one of my favorites, but they're good. They're very good. I don't disagree. Um. And, yeah. yeah oh, oh, but it's it's uh, not a matter of ice, opinion. It's um, it's it's fact. No. Yeah, uh, I'm agreeing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah are they, awesome. are, they are one of the greatest bands <laughs> of all time. Didn't um, Vanilla yeah. Ice actually take the beat from Under Pressure when he was doing Ice Ice Baby? Yes. Yeah, there was actually a lawsuit. Yes. Over that. Yeah, it's on the yeah. Wikipedia page. Um, yes, uh, Vanilla Ice uh, used it for Ice Ice Baby, and he did not pay songwriting credit to Royal. Uh, royalties to Queen or Bowie, so uh, both uh, both groups sued the crap out of Vanilla Ice over it. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. he he did change one. So the 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 little phrase he the musical phrase he used mm-hmm. in his song, um, which is pretty iconic to that you know under pressure. Um, he changed the last beat of it and called it his own, and that's why it was actually up for debate. Yeah. Yeah, because if you put the songs side by side, like it's, it's pretty uncanny. Um, yeah, yeah, don't do that, ladies and gentlemen. If you come out with some music, don't steal other people's work. So yeah. <laughs> or otherwise, you're gonna yeah. find yourself under pressure from both sides. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a good one, Morgan. Um, speaking of which, what's your next? Uh, what's your next? Okay, one? my next one. It's from a band called Ginger, which is a Ukrainian metal band, and their um, 
uh, song is, I believe it is called Pisces. Um, it's, uh, well, what can I say? It's an artistic piece. It's full of poetry. And it's all about, um, like, there's a lot of symbolism about how fish in the water are very um, innocent creatures that are very unwary of, like, you know... Um, of, uh, you know, the bait having a bit of a hook at the very end and then them getting drawn out okay. of their natural habitats and then, you know, getting, you know, used for various purposes that are, you know, not to their benefit. Um, it it, it kind of takes, you know, aspects of that and it kind of humanizes it too in, in the way that, you know, how uh, some people, um, you know, they're very innocent, but they're also very weird, uh, wary of, you know, certain scenarios. But then um, they're drawn in and then, you know, exploited. Um, so there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of um, um, aspects. That's why the there's the yeah. term called catfishing. Yes, kind of. Um, here, wait, let me see if I actually have the song here. Yep, there's the song. And it starts off nice. It's very gentle and it's a very soft and a beautiful um um, intro, and, like, it, it's very nice. Oh, I and guess then, it's important to note that ginger is spelled with J's instead of G's, if you would... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's something oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's J-I-N-J-E-R. Now, this was a single, oh, Napalm but Records. it was also... Yeah, yeah, Napalm Records. They, Oh, man, they have so much good stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, in particular, um, uh, this song was also featured in their, um, their album, uh, King of Everything, which has pretty mm -hmm. much back-to-back -back hits. Like there isn't a Ginger song on that album that I hate, like or can't listen to. Like it's all good. It's all really good. Is it? Good. Is it a greatest hits album? Um, because both no, both of my favorite bands have put out greatest hit albums. Mm -hmm. They they're they're a pretty they're they're a relatively new band um, for what they're doing. Um, so uh, no, actually, uh, this isn't a greatest hits album. It, it, it's literally just the album that they made in that year, and damn, okay. is it good! Like they've got a whole bunch of crazy good songs on it. Like um, I don't want to name all of them right off the bat because uh, I know for a fact one of them is definitely on my list. But I mean, a good good mm -hmm. example of some of them that they have on here is well, Captain Clock, Words of Wisdom, I Speak Astronomy. Um, let me see. What's another one? Uh, Beggar's Dance. There's a bunch of really good songs that are on that album that I really, really enjoy. Um, but yeah, um, none of those, um, really made it onto the list. Um, this one in particular was the one that really got people by surprise, like, when they were listening to it. I saw so mm -hmm. many reaction videos of everybody listening to it. They're like, oh, she has such a lovely voice. She's such a pretty girl, you know, and she's so tiny, whatever. And, you know, this little Ukrainian lady's just singing away, you know, putting her heart and soul into the song, you know, very, very nice vocals. Like, the, they're full of body, and she hits notes very nicely, and it's, it's very beautiful to listen to. And then all of a sudden, just... Boom! She just breaks into like this deep low growl, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And then everybody's all wide-eyed, their mm -hmm. mouths drop, and they're like, "This tiny little Ukrainian girl has the voice of a beast!" And then yeah, it, it was just the funniest thing I had ever saw. Every time I kept going to like the next reaction video, the next one after that, I'm looking at the reactions of all these people, them just getting just completely caught off guard, their pants just down. And I was just laughing my ass off. It was just so funny watching them just listen to that. And they're like, I really enjoyed that. 
but I didn't know that that was going to happen. <laughs> it was so good. And, like, the funny thing about that song is, um, it isn't the fact that she's just able to, like, scream and growl in the song itself. It's the fact that she's able to switch styles of of the way that she uses her voice. Like, she can, she can um, you know, go from light singing to the deep growls to all of a sudden just light singing again. Like, just back to back, just... And it doesn't even hurt her voice or anything like that. She has, like, such control over her vocal cords that she doesn't damage anything. And we're all like, whoa, that is skilled. Mm-hmm. Like, m- most most of these uh, singers from, like, the, a lot of these metal bands, they, they have a tendency to, to strip their throat. Like, their vocal cords get pretty badly damaged from the style of music that they do. So seeing her being able to do the same thing but better without damaging her vocal cords, just, mm. Very, very nice. Yeah, that's. <laughs> it sounds amazing. It is incredible. I have, uh, so you guys know, I have uh, I have been adding all of this to my watch later list on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh man. <clears throat> I would recommend that you skip Slaughter well, to Prevail because it's definitely not your genre. It's not your cup of tea. <laughs> I am I am open to other things. It doesn't mean it. like I, I tried I tried to get into metal. I really yeah. did um, with Windrose, mm-hmm. and I like a few of their songs. Mm-hmm. A few. Yeah. I Unfortunately, that's it. That is one of them. I do. <laughs> we played that song for my mother-in-law. Um, my mother-in-law, uh, she has a bachelor's in music and she once upon a time was going to be a music teacher and she's very very like classically trained on many on a couple instruments and she was so impressed with that with uh with windrose's singer's vocal control she's like wow he needs to do opera yeah (laughs) he's he's good there's no denying he's good but (laughs) yeah she actually sounds like me because I was classically trained because I was going to be a brass instrument. I was a brass instrument player, as in I played nearly all brass instruments, and then I ended up going into computer programming instead. I believe her two main so instruments are the French horn and the piano. My husband ah. is nodding his head. See, the French horn was the one I could. The French horn was the one I couldn't do. And the French horn, subsequently, is also the one featured the most in Proof of a Hero for Monster Hunter. Yeah, it is. I'm a trumpet player, and the trumpet can do that. It's just, you know, it sounds better with the French horn. Mm -hmm. More classic to it. Anyways, that's video game music. Go ahead. (laughs) So, Maury, that was was yours. Pisces? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, We got to pull mine up. Uh, So, the next one for me... Um, and this is where I wanted to get into the larger discussion. This is uh, Human, um, also by the Killers, from their album Day and Age. And Day and Age is like their third album or their fourth. Um, and and it, I remember this song. I, I really love the song. Uh, I love how just upbeat and catchy it is and that kind of stuff to me. Um, which I don't Have you guys heard this one? Um, it's not as well known, obviously, as Mr. Brightside. Okay. Um, Probably not then. I'm curious. Uh, very much into their indie sort of rock style that they get into. Ooh. 
Um, I just I really like it. I like it beginning to end, but it's it's not like it's not like um, super. I don't know. It's it's it doesn't catch a lot of people's eye. It just resonates with me for some reason, and I don't know. I just really like it. Um, but I remember when I was picking up this album, and there was this kid behind the counter, and I was like, I was a kid too. I was like I was probably like 20, 20, 20 21. Um, and he was like a seventeen year old at because uh, I still buy CDs even today. <laughs> Most of the time, I don't do. A oh lot yeah, of same here. Uh, my husband and I have something like four hundred CDs. I don't have that many because I don't have that many bands I listen uh, to. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I you know I still I still buy them you know and even then people are like why aren't you going digital like iTunes I'm like eh I, Apple no yeah <laughs> yeah um, Apple can go fuck itself. Yeah, um, but the kid, the kid behind the counter was like, "Oh yeah, the Killers. I really like their first album, but like, I don't like anything else." And I'm like, "Have you listened to anything else? Like, have you listened to the other stuff?" Like, I called him out, and he was like, "No, not really." And I was like, "Why would you say that?" And there's just this thing for like a lot of bands. It's like, "Hey, their first album was really great, but it kind of declines as it goes." And the people are like, "I don't know, like." Like Pokemon Gen Oneers about the first album for a lot of bands, mm-hmm. you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, no. Why yep. does that happen? Okay, so there's why? okay two things here. One, one. Um, yeah. So a lot of bands, uh, their first few albums general are generally the most well liked because uh, the first couple of albums they come out with. Those are the ideas and the songs that have been bouncing around their head for years or maybe their whole lives. Or, like, once they decided they were going to go into music, those were the albums they were going to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, yeah. So that... Uh, a, ba- a And they're not having to search yeah. as much. Okay. So, like, those first few albums, like, those are the albums that they wanted, they always wanted to make. Those are the things that, hey, we finally have a chance. Let's make this out. Let's do this. And all their best ideas go on the first couple albums. Mm-hmm. And uh, gotcha. for some bands, they just they just mm. have a hard time sort of uh, maintaining. And then you have yeah, like Iron Maiden true. and Rush, who like crank albums out every couple years for thirty years. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing I didn't I didn't real you know realize because obviously you guys are much more into the you know music because like once I didn't go into music as a as a career. I kind of dropped off of music. I still listen to these bands that I like, but I didn't, um, you know, I wasn't steeped in, you know, music and that kind of stuff, listening to it all the time. I mean, well, I was driving all the time, so I was listening to the few bands that I liked because I had a CD player. Um, but, you know, I don't listen to the radio a lot. I don't get experience with a lot of different genres and that kind of stuff because, like, where I grew up, it was either country or, like, classic rock. Yep, right. yep. I mean, that's... Yeah. Or the Christian station. To, Don't so. forget the Christian station. Oh. Uh, oh. As a Christian... As a Christian <laughs> myself, I avoid Christian music. Oh. oh. Not the best. Yeah, I'm just saying, you can't forget the Christian station. Oh. <laughs> I will say, there's one thing about me that a lot of people are like, no, really? I've never been to a rock concert. Never been to one. Ever. And uh, people are like, how does that not happen? I was like... Well, one, technically I have. It was actually a Christian underground rock band. They sucked, and I don't like it, and I don't count it. So it was the one I was at. A um, friend of mine was like, oh, yeah, they're awesome. I was like, cool, the one song was 
good, and then everything else sounded like the one song, so I kind of got bored. <laughs> like, oh, it was kind of sounded like listening to the same one song. Um, and, and I won't call them out. I actually have a good friend that is in a Christian rock band right now, uh, and actually tours in Germany and stuff, but, like, I don't really... It's not my thing. I don't like it, but, like... Yeah, I've never. Aside from that, I've never been to an actual rock concert. I've been to several, you know, classical concerts and symphonies and stuff, um, because of my grandfather. But, you know, the <laughs> nope, not not at one rock concert. So yeah, so human, it's it's good. Check it out. Um, Pan number four. Number four. Okay, let me scroll back up to my list here. Um. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna lead into this one just because we were just now we were just talking about Christian rock. Um, the song mm-hmm. is called "He Is" by Ghost off of the Meliora album, and uh, mm-hmm. it is it is not a Christian rock song. Um, and if you know anything about the band Ghost, then you kind of know what's coming. Morg's probably chuckling to himself a little. I do not. Yeah, yeah. I figured you wouldn't. Uh, I'm Morg, not, say <laughs> uh, not Morg. Uh, Ghost is. Uh, the best way I can describe them is they do devil rock, and that is not a genre. But uh, yeah, they okay. go out of the, they go out of their way to um, they go out of their way to have a very satanic look and theming to their music. Uh, the and okay. actually, so ghosts they're they're weird. Uh, they are weird. Their their sound is very uh, very classical rock. Um, Alice Cooper is probably like the closest thing I can describe to them. Uh, but for years, sure. for years, the identity of the members of Ghost was not known to the public because every member of the band wears wears a complete face mask, and the uh, lead singer is always in a getup, calling himself uh, Papa Emeritus. And uh, they do this whole theatrical thing mm. every once in, every couple years, where they kill, where the the Papa Emeritus gets assassinated on stage, and he gets uh, replaced by the new Papa. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I think th- mm, the current okay. Papa is Pop, or there is no. Oh wait, yes, he ju- he was just recently uh, he was just recently declared the the new Papa, Papa Emeritus the Fourth. Um, previously, he was called Cardinal Copia, and uh, yeah, it was yeah the. Uh, is it the same? Yes, guy? it is always the same guy. It is the same guy. Okay. okay. No, they are not like yeah. It okay. is the yeah. same guy. It, it's uh, pretty his funny, na- actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, some old members of Ghost uh, basically sued sued the band uh, for royalties that weren't paid, uh, etc. And so all the names got became public through the lawsuit. So uh, Tobias Forge is is the Papa is Papa Emeritus one through four and Papa Nihilus or I think that's his name. Oh, he is not Papa Nihilus. Um, they've got these silly YouTube videos about their characters. It's it's a it's a hoot. Anywho, back to the music though. Um, he is. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna link it in just a second so you can uh, look at it. Is um, well, it's a praise and worship song to Satan, and it sounds exactly okay. like something you would hear on a Christian rock station. And okay, no, no, no. That's year zero. Well, that's year is. zero more. Oh. He, oh yeah because it, it sounds very he, similar i think he is is a christian song too oh i'm sure i think there is there is an the i'm actually hearing it in my head i don't know if it's called he is but there's definitely he is in the chorus of, of a very popular christian song i'm sure um 
Now, again, I don't listen to it very often, but being a Christian, being around Christian people at times, yeah, I, I hear it. <laughs> so there's a yeah. there are a lot of ghost songs that I like. Um, so, but he is is definitely my favorite because of the just absolute parody of Christian music that it is. And the music video is pretty great too. Mm-hmm. Although okay. uh, the there there are titties in the at the very very end of the music video. So like don't like it's it's not okay. it's not a safe for work music video. So at the very very end, he he's like satanic baptizing some women and their shirts get see through. Okay. But um yeah, it's it's hilarious. Uh I love it. I love their sense of humor about everything. Um there's something else I wanted to say about this song. I'm okay with parody. Yeah. That sounds yeah. good. Um yeah, um, so yeah, it's uh, but Tobias Forge maintains that the song is actually is also sort of dedicated to his his older brother who was like hugely influential on his like taste of music. Because I think his older brother was like eight or nine years older than him, and his brother his brother like committed suicide when Tobias was like twelve. And so he's yeah he he Ooh. says that uh, this this song sort of dedicated to his brother and about his brother as well. Yeah, oh, the chorus okay. goes like he is the shining and the light. Wow. Without him, I could not see. Mm. Okay. That yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Wow. That is that is definitely I was that was a roller coaster of an explanation for yeah. the man. I was like, okay, we're gonna start off with satanic stuff. Sa- okay. Alright. <laughs> Where are we going? I mean ghost <laughs> is like uh, they're a roller coaster of a band. They they are hilarious. Oh yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, yeah. And their their stage shows are, Damn, are something else. Damn, this guy is awesome. Oh, are you watching the video? Oh my god, it's just oh, it's fantastic stuff. I'm like two minutes in, and it's just so good. Like he's all he's like wearing this crazy white suit, and he's got the glasses on, and his hair is like slicked back, and he's like just surrounded by a whole bunch of like pretty women. This is just, mm, oh, it's tasty. It's just wonderful stuff. Again, it is added to my watch later. Yeah, I, yeah. I yeah, like, no, we'd be here all night if we all sat down and listened to our songs. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. All right. So he yep. is. By Ghost. Uh, Morg, number four. For number four. Okay, so I am going to go with. Uh, here, let's see. Let's take a look at what we've got on the list. Uh, no, that's not what my Where did it go? Ah, there it is. Okay. So, I'm gonna actually, uh, skip Ginger. I'll come back to Ginger in a bit. Um, I'm gonna go and, uh, start talking about Blind Guardian. And, um, this Ooh. one... Yeah. Oh, God, they're so good. Oh, um, I, uh, oh God, who... One of the members of Blind Guardian, his brother is the drummer for Rhapsody. Oh, I'm not quite oh. sure. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, well, I know the lead singer is Hansi Kirsch. Yeah, Hansi Kirsch. Um, Maybe I'm getting mixed up with someone else. Sorry. Oliver Hallsworth. He was their bassist from '97 to 2011. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, okay. Alex Hallsworth. His so, brother is Rhapsody's drummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Now, where is the album, if I can find it? Uh, it should be... Okay, so go, go blind. 
Guardian, and the album should be, oh yeah, At the Edge of Time. This, this album is probably my favorite out of all the albums that they've done. And of them, there are okay. two songs, and one of them I'm just going to talk about real quick. It's called The Road of No Release. And it's kind of like a little tale about, like, um, uh, I'm not quite sure. They're like siblings, and I think it's the youngest one that gets lost. Or maybe it's two of them, I can't remember. But um, one of them uh, gets led off by, like, sort of like a, um, a forest spirit. Um, gets led into, like, the, some, like, near, like, water or whatever, ends up getting drowned, and then gets revitalized by a necromancer. Oh, man, it, it's, it's a pretty crazy song, and it, it's so fun to listen to, and it, it just has, mm, has all the elements of, like, a really just, just wild, sort of almost horror kind of style to the story. Um, uh, it's, oh, mm. It's it's really something special. Like you, you get pretty much everybody's perspective, like from uh, uh, from from the song itself. Like I don't know how to describe it. It's just too deep for me to explain, really. But it, it's it's a fantastic song. I'm actually gonna find a link for it, and I think you might like it. I already like he is. So whew. oh man, I can't wait to put that on my list. But yeah, Blind Guardian, just. Mm. Wrote a no release. I need to listen to more Blind Guardian. Mm-hmm. I've oh, real they, they're the ones who did the Bard song, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this yeah, the, the Bard song. God, I love that song. Mm-hmm. Also, Hansi Kirsch is like the most beloved like singer in power metal. Oh, he is. He's so good. Like he's just uh, <laughs> oh, I should, no, he's fantastic. Uh, according to like people who've like met him after concerts and stuff, he's the nicest man on earth. I definitely could believe it, cause yeah, like he doesn't curse, he doesn't swear in any of his music, and he adds so much. He, he adds power to all, all of his music, um, and uh, I guess he has like sort of an element of like storytelling in the way that he's able to like sing all the songs that he does. Like, and I remembered him doing, I think it was Dream a Little Dream of Me. He did a really good cover of that. Just fantastic. Did you just cut out? Someone just went pop really hard. Uh, no. I wonder if it was, I don't yeah, something Some weird's going on with your friend. Tiny. <laughs> don't worry about it. I got him out. Who's Tinny? That was, tiny, that was that was that was uh that is one of my yeah, wild that was one buds. of his friends who uh yeah yeah how do you get in here this shit good question I do not know. <laughs> dear listeners we just had <laughs> this is supposed to be a yeah dear listeners channel. we just had an uninvited guest in the discord channel tinny you stay in your room until we're finished okay young man where is my goddamn beer? <laughs> You better get your belt. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, Tinny. He just he just needs a good scolding, there, young man. I tell you, you know, I'll tell you what, that boy ain't right. In the house. Shouldn't happen now. Yeah. Shouldn't happen now. I actually did. Uh, it's weird. Uh, I had to explicitly block permissions for. I thought you could just never mind. Yeah. Mm, it's good. I wonder if Discord did one of his weird reset things because sometimes it does that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So that 
that's a fun intermission. So I think you're up next, Ford. No release. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So this is the uh, this is the final one for me by the Killers. It's actually from their latest album. So obviously I don't really have this hang up on by bands and their albums. <laughs> um, you know what you know, earlier albums. Um, and this this song is deeply personal and deeply specific to a specific time in my life. Um, and it's still I still connect with it very well. It's called Rut. Uh, so like you're in a rut in your life um, by the Killers. Uh, it's from their album The Wonderful Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And um, this song, this album came out as like as my ex told me she was leaving me. Oh my god. So I listened to this song for the first time. I want to say the next day and yeah, it was pretty freaking powerful for me. Um, and again, again, it's another one of those, um, four twans into depressing music mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of things. Um, but yeah, it's actually, the song is actually, and she's in the video about the lead singer's wife and what she went through with depression and that kind of stuff. Um, damn. Uh, so it is a very powerful song for me emotionally. I still listen to it every once in a while. One of those, I want to feel feeling songs. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, one, it's very good. Um, I was going to say one by, uh, one by Metallica is mine for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure everyone has one of those songs, and it's just like, yeah, and and it um there's there's particular and you know a lot of times in those kind of songs there's particular lyrics or stuff that really get to you. Um, not going into too much stuff. I mean, Pan, you know a lot about what you know 2018 was for me. Uh, I don't know if I've ever told the full story to everyone all the time but a lot of things happened in a row that uh before and after my divorce and during it like a lot of Mm -hmm. life altering things like losing job losing a bunch of money and stuff and like that kind of stuff so basically uh there's a there's a line in the song that is um talking about climbing over walls right like obstacles in your path um and there's a part where he they just keep saying I'll climb and I'll climb because like there's another wall there's another wall and he just keeps saying no climb and it just it gets to me <laughs> it's it's one of the parts where they're building a lot in the song and when some when a song builds like that that's a song that gets me because like you know what I'm talking about like where they they get they start low and they get they build up yep. to a crescendo and then sort of usually end the song at that point uh, a lot of songs do that um, but those those kind of songs really like connect with me on on that level and this does a really good one that is like, yeah, things keep happening and I'm going to keep climbing. Things keep happening and I'm going to keep climbing. And it's basically what the song is. And that's a good message. Yeah, also specifically, specifically dealing with depression, which again is something that for a long time I've been struggling with and only been aware of it in the past two, maybe a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Uh, that was the last one for the killers. I, I do want to say, and I'm sorry. I don't. I, there's an honorable mention for because um, it came up on the next 
playlist I was looking here, and I, I didn't forget it. I just, I'm just i just going to say it real quick. Miss Atomic Bomb is an actual sequel to Mr. Brightside. So there you go. Oh, If wow. you're interested. And the music video is also a sequel. Oh, I want to say, we haven't talked much about music videos other than it's good or it's bad, that kind of stuff. But this music video for Rut is also very on point to what the main singer's um, wife went through. It's very specifically tailored to her because obviously she's in it, too. Yeah. So it's a good story at the same time. Brandon Flowers is the lead singer's name. I don't know the wife's name. Mrs. Flowers? There we go. That's You could call her Mrs. Flowers, I guess. Yeah, we'll just refer to Um, her. I don't know if Brandon Brandon Flowers could be a stage name too. Again, I am woefully uninformed about even my own band, so (laughs) take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) Uh, It's fine. Uh, (laughs) So Pan, what's your next one? Sorry, my mother in law just messaged me something. Um I got a slight uh, like she literally messaged me as you were saying my name. Um, anyways, uh, bu- 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 my next one to talk about is 2112 by Rush off the album 2112 because it's one song that takes up the whole album. Yeah. Wow. How long is this song? Half the album. My bad. My bad. One I entire mean, the entire side of the record. Uh, 2112. More. Have you not listened to 2112? No, I I've haven't. Listened to I'm it. gonna have to take a look at this. I mean, are, are you, you've certainly heard iconic. parts of it. If you've turned on a classic rock radio station any time mm. in the last thirty years, I'm sure you've heard parts of the song. Yeah, there is definitely cut down versions. Uh, they actually play it in tr- in in um, is it Chuck? Yeah, in the TV show Chuck, they actually play it, and it's specifically about Rush in a specific episode. Neat. It's 20 minutes and 39 seconds long. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I have listened to a 58-minute song. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> that's uh, like a Dream Theater's yeah. length song. Like, uh, that's oh, just wild. Bro, bro. Uh, yeah, Dream Theater. They owe a lot to Rush, my dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Do they mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> oh. Rush, wait, wait. Hold Rush on, is like Mark. the classic, Aren't you like, Canadian? band, too. Isn't this, yeah. like, required listening yeah, for that... you? Yeah, I don't really like listening to, like, a lot of, like, Canadian bands. And it, they tend to get I mean, drowned out by a lot I'm of not... American music. But, um, yeah, Rush does play on the radio, but it's, not It's not like, like we this. listen to all of... It's not like we listen to all iconic American bands, Pan. <laughs> 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 That's because we have Canadian too many. Canada has a lot of people. Oh, the, okay. Fair. <laughs> Canada doesn't have as much. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Fair. and a, a lot of it tends to sound like Mumford and Sons, so I kind of drift away but, from a lot of it. So, um, but they, but they have Avril Lavigne. They yeah. do. Did you just yeah, compare Avril do. fucking Lavigne to Rush? <laughs> no, I said they have. Av- I did not put them in the same category. Well, I mean, we oh, also no. have Glass Tiger. Morg. They're good. We still, Morg and I still have to do our parody of "I don't like your armor." Okay. Yes. Well, Morg, go ahead. Go ahead. Rush. Twenty-one twelve is uh, it's a song about this uh, post-apocalypse future where music is banned, except music that is put out by the approved government slash the state. 
And uh, this... Oh, wow. Yeah, and this guy, mm-hmm. he finds, like, uh, a guitar with, like, two strings on it, like, in a cave. And he, he basically teaches himself how to play it. And then he's like, oh, my God, do the priests know about this? I need to show the priests. So he's like, hey, priests, I discovered this wonderful, amazing thing from the before times. And they're like, yeah, we know what those are. Put it away, it's useless. The masses have no use for art. Go away now. And then the guy <laughs> just and then the guy just curls up and dies when he realizes that uh, his society is awful. Hmm. Welcome to the real world. Mm. Yeah, that's and that's the that's the song. I'm sure you've heard the mm, Temples of ouch. Syrinx. That's one section of it. I think I have. Yes. Okay, uh, but yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, hard it not is. to. Um, and uh, on on this uh, on this documentary that my husband and I watched once, um, basically they all three of them were like they like they went in recording this song. You know, they were all gung ho about having this this big complex long orchestral thing, and they had been progressively putting out longer and longer songs. And so they're like, ah, oh, you know what? Let's just let's just go all the way stupid with this and. And uh, put out this super long song with, like, all these amazing, crazy themes and everything. And by the time they were done with it, they all just, like, hated each other and almost broke up because, like, recording it was just such a beast. Clearly they didn't. Yeah, clearly they didn't because they were, yeah. Monumental cast, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Neil Peart really went all out on uh, on his, like, diving deep into literature and pulling out, like, all all these great lyrics. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, um, twenty one twelve by Rush, awesome song. Uh, you know, pop some popcorn and strap in because it's a long listen. Also, special yeah. uh, special mention. Um, oh, this reminds me of something silly. But special mention to Ninja Sex Party's sixty nine sixty nine, which is a parody of twenty one twelve. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're just yeah, they funny. Are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> In general. I, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, oh, God, I saw this Reddit post. Uh, my my husband found it and showed it to me. This, we assume it must have been like this 14-year-old or something who was like, guys, I think 6969 was in- inspired by Rush. I mean, there's all these themes that are so similar to their 2112 mm-hmm. album. And everybody was like, you're adorable, you teenager. Mm-hmm. Cause they weren't. They were being like fully serious. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I mean, some young younger people aren't always exposed I know, I know. to those things that were so prevalent to us. Like, like I, you know, as a kid, me talking about Beast Wars would have been a mm-hmm. thing, right? Like people were like, "Oh, Beast Wars," and like I'll say Beast Wars to my kids, and they're like, "I." What yeah. are you talking about? And then I'm like, you know, it's 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 animal transformers. What are transformers? I give up. I'm just I'm, I'm out. out. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> That's when it's... you take them under your wing and you're like, come, let me show you the beauty that no, is it's, transformers. It's fine. It's I I only have I I'm, I'm not really a big transformers fan in all honesty, but like you know like. It was, you know, for you know people our age, it's prevalent, right? But then, yeah. you know, younger generations aren't going to aren't going to know that kind of stuff. And I'm doing okay with the girls; they're super into Mario and my and their Switch and stuff. Okay, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Cece's Cece's been playing Hyrule Warriors with That's me. Cute. That's mm-hmm. been cool. Great game. I mean, she only has to mash Y and X. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> oh boy. There will come a time <laughs> where a all that they love and cherish will be forgotten by the next generation, and then we shall smile upon their mistakes. I used to be with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And now it is out. But then yeah. I used to be with it, but Get then they changed what it was. And now what I'm with isn't it. And what it said seems weird and scary. And it'll happen to you. <laughs> you too will be old. As much as I don't like The Simpsons, that's it's from It's from an right old episode, sometimes. so it's okay to like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, okay. Um, so it was, uh, Rush 2112. Um, Mori, where are we at with, uh, your next one? Okay. It was number five, right? I'm yeah. going to go with, uh, you know what? Actually, let's hit up another Blind Guardian song because, ooh, okay. they're really spicy. This one is called, uh, <laughs> The Valkyries. Oh, and I know that song. It is, it is a wonderful song. It is all about the glory of battle and death and being guided by the Valkyries to Valhalla. Mm, it's a wonderful song. I might I might have heard this one myself, and it's pretty rare. Yeah, when your soul gets led off by the, the beautiful women riding on horses with their little spears and such, whatever, up to the Aurora Borealis, up to the Rainbow Bridge where there is Valhalla. And meanwhile, you look down and there's your body getting picked apart by crows. You mean, you mean the bit... You mean the the bee frost, the yes, bifrost? The bifrost. I call okay, it the rainbow bridge. Hey, <laughs> you know, all you have to do the is. Bridge. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be like that one Toy Fair uh, magazine comic that I read, where Loki tricks Spider Man into planting himself a little skittle garden to try and get the bifrost up. <laughs> and okay. damn, was it funny! <laughs> okay, real quick though, more. You know, the rainbow bridge generally refers to like the pet, the the way to pet pet heaven, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. One, there's so. a there's this poem that like they put on greeting cards and shit. Um, yeah, the Rainbow Bridge is where like you will run into all the like dogs and cats that you owned in life, and they've all been waiting for you. Aww. Ooh. What if they belong to another? Person? Look, I didn't say it's perfect. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. One of, one of the, again, I don't know how, how much people care about real life issues Cham had, but um, one of the issues I had during my, my marriage is my ex giving away my dog to her friend. Ooh. So that, that Your sucked. dog? Yeah. Good old Nico. He was, a, he was a whippet. I liked him. Damn it. At that point, I would have put the collar on the wife, and then I would have had her eating out of a bowl. And been like, that's really you kinky. Took away morgue. my dog. Now you will be my dog. That's 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 um, really kinky, Morg. Super abusive, like. So- oh. <laughs> I'm allowed to kid. If I'm it's allowed to joke. If it's not mutual, super abusive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I would oh, never man. do that to uh, whatever my significant other would be. I haven't really decided yet. It might be my computer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I be your computer. 
I mean, it's easy to put a ring on a cable. It's gonna die in three years. Yeah. It's gonna die in three years, Morg. All you have to do is just, you know, you have to just mend a few things, you know? Just give it a new power supply, you know, replace the motherboard, you know, but update when the did, When did they do become not this? But if you replace the CPU, are they the same computer? Like, I, I mean... Um, I would think that it was more like, uh, uh, brain surgery. A brain transplant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's the same person, technically. It's just, you know, they just function a little differently, you know? I mean... I'd like to quote Morg 2020, replacing the computer's brain is makes it the same person. Okay, that's good. All right. I mean, it's not. <laughs> hey, hey, it's not like Face Off, where all of a sudden, like Nicolas Cage is all of a sudden John Travolta, and the other way around. You know, it's it's not like that. It's more than, you know, appearances would let you. It was a great. It was a crazy. Movie. I, it was a. It was, it was a fun movie. It was ridiculous. Oh man, I love that film. So dumb, but it was so good. All right. So, Flight of the Valkyrie. Now, Flight of the Valkyrie is not what we're talking about. Valkyries. Yeah, I'm actually going to turn my mic off and listen to this one. But you can keep talking about Valkyrie if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fantastic. Fantastic. I don't know what there is more to say about it. Other than, you know, the lyrics really speak for themselves. Like, um, here, wait, I'm going to actually... You were convincing me that I need to be listening to more Blind Guardian. Yeah, Blind Guardian. Yeah, I was like, that's your yeah. third one. From them, of course, I have three from two different bands as well. So. Mm-hmm. Well, like Blind Guardian well, is firmly in the power right. metal genre. Yeah, it's definitely power metal, and I do like power metal. I've kind of dropped out in and out of it now and then. I'll admit that you know I've kind of I like to I like to dabble in all kinds of different metal, and I do actually have like I think a Black Sabbath. Oh no, wait, no, yeah, I've got more than one album from Black Sabbath. I should hope. Yeah. I do like that one song, Jack the I've Stripper. I've got zero. Or Fairies Wear Boots. Oh, it, yeah. It has two different titles. It's, yeah, it does. It's really it does. Weird. Mm-hmm. No, a lot of songs have two different titles, yeah, though. Because, like, there's the actual title, and sometimes what happens is a song ends up getting titled based on the more iconic mm-hmm. lyric or something in uh, it, too. Like, I believe that song is off yeah. of War Pigs. Yeah. Trying to look that up I now. I think so, yeah. War Pigs, you say? War Pigs, that's a... My favorite... Ma- oh, yeah. Oh, no. My Parano- favorite mouse The album is, the uh, album is called Paranoid. War Pigs in, uh, is the, one of the songs on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got that mixed War up. War Pigs is a really good song, Still. too. Yeah, War Pigs is a really good song. In my world... Dwarves ride yeah. giant pigs. Or um, it's, yes, they should. That's, it's that's it's more about D&D the capitalist world. pigs who uh, fund the the military industrial complex. Mm-hmm. Well, that's sad and scary and true. Instead of fun and oh well, <laughs> like the ex- the pigs. extra fun part <laughs> the extra fun part about it is like you know Black Sabbath like those guys were like mm-hmm. kids when uh, when London was getting the shit bombed out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, they've got uh, certain viewpoints on the military-industrial complex, I'm sure. Oh. Uh, sure. Yeah, I I can understand that. Well, War Pigs is fun because they, they rhyme masses and masses. 
Hmm. Like masses is in people, and then masses is in weight. Or not uh, weight, masses but, as know, in uh, gather like church. Just like witches, yeah. Mm. Just oh, like witches okay. at black masses. Oh, gotcha. Which I assume is the yeah, lyric. Yeah, 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 that's the lyric. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so anything else about Valkyries, Morg? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Unfortunately, I don't really... Oh, I wish I had more to say about it's fine. Uh, Blind Guardian. Sometimes yeah. you can just say, just listen to it, and we'll be like, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, you can describe it a little bit, but... it. it you know, sometimes describing it too much kind of spoils the song. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's really all. Yeah, took okay. the words right out of my mouth. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Morg. Mm-hmm. Um, my next band, which the next three songs will be coming from, is Canadian Ooh. as well. Do tell. And. Like I say, I only have two favorite bands, so that I don't rank them above each other because I love both of them very much and follow them both. And it's Bare Naked Ladies. Oh no way! I can't, I can't get enough of Bare Naked Ladies, and I mean the band. Oh, okay. right. oh right. man, that's when weird. I when I uh, I once had a pastor ask me. Uh, she was like, uh, what, "What were some <laughs> of your favorite songs?" You know, she's trying to get to, get to know me. I was like, "Well." One of my, fa- my, my one of my favorite bands are The Killers and Bare Naked Ladies, and she'd raised an eyebrow at both words, and I was like, "Um, they're just, it's it's just, uh, do you know the song If I Had a Million Dollars?" She's like, "Yes, that's Bare Naked Ladies." There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like I have to yeah having to explain my that was also the same church that had uh, we talked about it with the Harry Potter stuff. It was the same church. It was like. Harry Potter is evil, and I'm like, when God. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I'm kind of a, kind of a. I don't really fit well in those churches. <laughs> um, but uh, all right, so bare naked ladies. The first song that I want to talk about uh, is actually, I, I didn't know this until I just researched this today. Uh, is Pinch Me, and I did, thought it was from an album, because uh, I listened to this on their Greatest Hits album, so you could say it's from that. Um, but all their Greatest Hits albums obviously came from another part. But it wasn't on a CD before that album. It was an original song for the movie, the VH1 exclusive movie, At Any Cost. Oh my. And I'm like, that's insane. I don't... A VH1 exclusive movie? Like, okay, I guess that was a thing, but like... What? <laughs> Talk about a time capsule kind of deal. Um, but yeah, Pinch Me. Um, again, like they're mostly known for stuff like If I Had a Million Dollars or One Week, uh, that kind of stuff. Where, and you know, I love Bare Naked Ladies in general for their lyrics, their satire, their just having fun with things. But again, this is another one of those instances of connecting with a song because it's about something more sad and this one's specifically about kind of being depressed um but sounding good at first um so have you guys uh heard pinch me or recognize it at least sadly no so there's there's two instances of it's mostly about the, the they're kind of like stuck in their life and they just kind of want to get out of it. You know what I mean? Kind of like just 
everything's boring and the same and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's a little bit about, you know, being depressed in that life and wanting to do more. But, like, it comes off as this happy, preppy song. And it also has those fun lyrics in it as well. It's like, uh, if I hide out, uh, one, of the, one of the lyrics is, if I hide out, un- hide out under there, and then I just made you say underwear. Stuff like that. Like, and... <laughs> like silly throwaway lyrics like that and and but really it's it's a pretty um poignant song for me as well because again you know the depression stuff but um and it's hard to catch some of the lyrics because this is when they're still doing a lot of the not rap but very rapid singing or very rapid talking during i guess it could be i don't know I don't know if you would consider it rap, but they do a lot of rapid talking in their earlier songs, like One Week and Pinch Me. And you miss some of the words, but some of the, you know, uh, Pinch Me is like, because, like, please God tell me I'm still asleep, so pinch me to wake me up. This can't be my life, essentially, is, is what they're saying. So, I don't know. I like it. It's really melancholy. I really enjoy it and there's uh the original version has a very awesome guitar solo at the end Mm -hmm. and it isn't it wasn't on the radio version and i heard it on the cd version i fell in love it just like the i immediately get the imagery of just sort of like being under like a just like a night sky with like the stars everywhere just Mm -hmm. like immediately just get that imagery from this guitar solo it's so good yeah i think it is on this um at the end of this um uh, no, it's not on the end of this video. Yeah, so I have to find the album I, version. I, yeah, I'm looking through it and I didn't, I didn't see it. Um, yeah, you'll have to find the album version. Um, that has the, that has the good end to the song. Anyways, yeah. So that's the first one for Bare Naked Ladies, and also from you know some of their earlier songs, again, which. And then my other two are going to be from their later albums that people don't care about because for some reason people don't care about later albums and bands sometimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but Pan, uh, number uh, six? Number six I'm going to talk about is... Uh, okay, we'll go with this one since you just said you know people don't care about bands' later albums. Uh, All Nightmare Long by Metallica off of the Death Magnetic album. Uh Okay, I, I will say that there are some bands that have exceptions, and I feel that Metallica well, is one of them, <laughs> not knowing the them thing. very well. Here's the but... thing. Uh, a lot of people, um, uh, mm-hmm. there's there is some division in the Metallica uh, fandom on uh, when Metallica just sold out, and sure. uh, it's all that jazz. Uh yeah, and, and that's yes. what I've heard. Yes. That's why uh, so, Saint <laughs> Anger, which came out in 2003, oh. uh, that is a universally reviled album for some very questionable decisions that they made uh, while uh, producing it. Well, I really don't want to dive into it right now. Um, but Death Magnetic mm-hmm. came out after Saint Anger, sure. and it is so much better than it has any right to be. Um, and one of the songs on it, All Nightmare Long... Uh, to me, it really feels like a much older Metallica song, um, especially back when Cliff Burton was uh, in the band. Um, or a little little bit of context for you, Morg, or not Morg, uh, Fortuan. Uh, mm-hmm. Cliff Burton was Metallica's mm-hmm. original bassist, or he, uh, and uh, he mm-hmm. died in a uh, very tragic accident uh, while they were like on tour. 
Uh, basically, he was. Oh. Yeah. He uh, their their tour bus got in an accident, and he was basically asleep in this little bunk bed, and he uh, got thrown out the windshield, and then the bus landed on him. Oh. Yeah. No. So, uh, but Cliff Burton was a huge H.P. Lovecraft fan. And there's a lot of uh, Lovecraftian themes in the albums that he is that he was on. So all nightmare okay. long, which you may guess by the title, uh, is it's um, it's about uh, oh god, what are they called? The Hounds of Tindalos, which are these like they're not really dogs, they're but they're called hounds because they follow you and chase you through dimensions, um, and they are able to come out of the corners or where or any place where two lines meet. And so this man is like slowly going yeah. crazy, trying to stay away from the corners and try to uh, try to evade the the hounds of Tindalos that are hunting him. Is that a reference to like ley lines? Because I know that's a thing in spirituality um, and that kind of thing. It's weird because the hound of Tindalos they exist in angular reality, so um, they only do really well in like spaces. Well, they can they can enter into a, like our dimension by. Um, uh, entering through like 45 degree angles or like smaller. Um, so if you're like in a ball for a room, they can't come in and get you. But I mean, um, uh, they're able to access. So Bubble Boy is safe. Pretty much, yeah. But um, the thing is, is that they're able okay. to uh, traverse all across time and space in order to be able to find you. And like once, th- once they have um, caught onto your scent, they can get you at any point in time. So there's no, yeah. there's nowhere okay. for you to be safe. Um, but, um, yeah, that, I think that's what really makes them super scary. Um, and God damn it. I got to stop. I, I'm so bad for this. Ah, YouTube. You're so terrible. It just auto played smash mouth all star on melons. Oh, Mm. no, Hmm. no, no. Anyways, all nightmare long is a song about a man going crazy, trying to evade the hounds of Tindalos. Hmm. And it's a uh, yeah, it's a it's a real throwback okay. to their uh, to a lot of uh, Cliff Burton era stuff because obviously Cliff Burton wasn't on uh, Death Magnetic, which came out you know some thirty odd years after he died. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like it. It's a uh, it's a very very classic Metallica song uh, with uh, sort of they're more experienced. They're they're more experienced. Uh, we have modern recording equipment and all that other jazz, and it sounds very nice. I like it a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We're gonna have to add that one to the list too. I'm never gonna get through my watch later <laughs> now. It's just not gonna happen. There's too much. Uh, okay. On the watch later. Oh, it started playing on the other tab. <laughs> I'm glad I turned everything down. I would have bled my ears. <clears throat> okay. So all nightmare long. Kind of like you. I saw the title of that and I was thinking uh, all night long. The whatever song. I don't know who that comes from. And I was like. A little different. You're getting tired. Do we want to call it and continue later or something? Yeah, you sound like you're getting tired. You're spacing out. 
Oh, I'm good. I was just I didn't oh, hear anything. Yeah. No, so I uh, like I've, uh, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said my piece uh, all nightmare long. It's cool. It's a it's a real good throwback song. Um, it's also Lovecraft themed, and I like Lovecraft themed songs. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, what was the name of that game? Darkest Dungeon. Uh, Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, Darkest mm-hmm. Dungeon. That's the one. I was like, yep, it's giving me Darkest yep. Dungeon vibes. Yep. Which is obviously the same, Lovecraftian inspired. Awesome. Okay. Um, Morg. All right. So this one is from a band that I really, really, really love a lot. Um, it's um, mm-hmm. uh, it's a band called Scar Symmetry, and this uh, song is called "Dreaming Twenty Four Seven. I have never had such intense Matrix vibes from this song. At like, well, I've never had it from any other song other than like this. Actually, from oh, what is this? Like the Matrix, the movie, yeah. Keanu yeah. Reeves stuff. Yeah, that's okay. exactly what I'm talking about. And I think it's from the album Pitch Black Progress. I think it is. Here, wait. Yeah, I think it might be that. I'm just gonna check iTunes to double check for it. Uh, here, wait, Scar, Symmetry, and I believe it is, no, not Dark Matter Dimensions, Holographic Universe. Yeah, it's Pitch Black Progress. Um, yeah, um, Dreaming 24-7. So it's, a, it's about the idea of somebody who is uh, locked in, in an eternal state of sleep, and but they're fully aware of it. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like it, it talks about like you know uh, about how he's able to like comprehend illusions as if they are like entirely real. Um, it, it, it's very matrixy in the way that um, everything is described, and um, I think there's a part in the lyrics where um, uh, he uh, he's made aware as to why he's asleep all the time, like co- mm-hmm. in this constant state of sleep. And that um, the, the reality of the as to the reasons why he shouldn't wake up is the reason as as to the why he is asleep. Um, sorry, I'm kind of like tripping on my own words here, but yeah, like it's it's a really good song actually. Um, it's it's very energetic and it's very crazy metal. Like, um, I I really don't know how to describe it. Like, it's very fast paced and. Um, yeah, if this is uh, your first time uh, listening to um, anything as uh, insane as uh, what Scar Symmetry brings to the table, um, fasten your seatbelts because it's it's really really fun music. Okay. Man, you guys are giving me so much to <laughs> listen to. <laughs> Jeez, I, you know I. I've been dabbling into more metal stuff, and honestly, it's because of Doom 2016. Like, Mick Gordon stuff really kind of been, been like a gateway into this mm-hmm. stuff, but like, I haven't really attached to any of it yet. So we'll see. We'll see if you guys get me into this power metal stuff. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. The one thing I'm going to say about this song is, uh, yeah, it starts off really, really strong. So, um, yeah, just... Um, Make sure that the, the volume is turned to a, a reasonable setting, not too loud, or otherwise you might blow your eardrums within, like, the first two seconds, because... I I already I already have hearing, hearing problems, uh, so, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lawyer. That reminds me of a, a joke I made at work. Uh, somebody was, like, hassling me uh, because I put on my hearing, like, I was putting on my hearing protection in a room that wasn't really all that loud. And I said, hey, look, mm-hmm. if I'm going to go deaf early, it's because I go to too many concerts, not because of my job. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Factories yeah, no. Can be loud. And like I said, the room we were in was not loud, but uh, I was actually headed to a louder room. They didn't know that, but they're like, really? You putting them on in here? I'm like, yeah, if I'm going deaf, it's not be- going to be because of my job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've been in some places that it's like, oh, it's fine now. Oh, this machine just kicked exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and I'd rather not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially if there's pistons involved, man, that those. Oh yeah, gosh. we we have this we have this machine that like scrubs off our boots when we're going from room to room, so we don't like track germs around the place, and it makes this really loud clank sound when you step on it. And I'm like, mm. I, I'm always like putting on my hearing protection before I use it because I hate that clanky, clanky machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I know I don't know that machine in particular, but I, the the clanking, the loud clank, yeah, I, I I know it from several things. So, yeah. Um, do we we have more on uh, scar symmetry? Dreaming twenty four seven. There you go with lyrics. Ooh, that'd be cool. Is this one of the ones you can't understand that well, Morg, or no? Morg. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I was just talking with uh, somebody about the heating in the house. Um, uh, let me see. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, on to the next song, I guess. Um, wow. We're, okay. Uh, I guess. More. I guess, yeah, you completely didn't hear this question. I just asked if it was hard to understand. <laughs> no, I didn't hear it at all. Yeah, it, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so... Is it hard to understand? Because I noticed you you linked it with lyrics. Um, some of it is a little bit difficult to understand, okay. but there is uh, there is like actual singing in it. Um, they're they're one of those few metal bands that actually has like a proper singing in it, and those tend to be um, the types of uh, bands that I listen to more than just like growling and screaming. I mean. Uh, Growling Scream is has its place, but I mean, like, it gets to a point where it's like, mm, this is too much, too much. I need a little something else to kind of balance things out a little bit. And with the way that they, uh, with Scar Symmetry, like the way that they, um, uh, they mix their styles of singing, um, and uh, growls and screaming and stuff like that with the uh, in their songs, it, it, it's it's a good balance. It's actually kind of a, a pleasant way to start entering into kind of the deeper metals um i it's they're definitely probably one of my yeah no yeah actually yeah they are my favorite metal band actually yeah they they overtook events unfold a a long while ago actually hmm okay okay awesome Mm -hmm. um I guess we'll move on to the next one um, for me, which is uh, another uh, Bare Naked Lady song. Like I said, this one is a lot more lighthearted. There's not a lot of depression stuff in it. Um, and I, this is where one of the big reasons why I like Bare Naked Ladies in particular so much is um, I mentioned that I didn't like that Christian rock band because they sounded the same across every song. 
let alone what you know whatever li- that I listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, almost every, I would assume every album feels the same as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the big reasons why I like and this is a good example of that uh, of, of Bare Naked Ladies a lot is they their songs cross into a lot of genre. So like you have like the fast energetic stuff that has some like rap stuff in it like one week then you have like the slower pinch meme or melodic thing and then you have something like second best which is energetic and that kind of stuff but it also kind of sounds like a country song um and i'm not against country um i just hear it a lot um and i you know it's not something i connect to although i have been quoted saying um um, your life starts out as a rock song and slowly becomes a country song. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so like second best is a really good song to, uh, it just, I like the lyrics. I like the idea of it. Basically the song is about, um, basically if you're second best, you're still did really good, but you don't get all that unwanted attention kind of deal. Um, there's sort of like some meta songs they have like that about being famous and that kind of thing. I think they even have, um, and I don't think this one's particular about being famous, but I could see it crossing into that. And, you know, I don't really know a lot of backstory of this song, but like, I like the idea. It's like, no, second best is where I want to be. I don't want to be the best. I want to be second best. Like, right. It's a, it's a good fun song and it's done in a way that kind of sounds influenced by country, um, instead of like some other stuff that they, they do. And there's a lot of songs that end up being influenced by country. And, and uh, another one that I'll give an honorable mention to, but I won't, it's not on my list, is uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Time. Sounds very old Western, even. Um, and that's a, that's a good one. But also another one where it has a like, crazy good lyric, where it's like, uh, if your lover's in a dangerous time, sometimes you're made to feel as if your love's a crime. Nothing worth having comes without some kind of fight. You got to kick at the darkness till it bleeds daylight. And I'm like, oh, I love that line so much. But yeah, this one is a good, fun, poppy, just good example of bare naked ladies and in in their stride of being like happy and fun and just like being weird at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I just love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's it for second best. Which oddly, I put this is my second favorite song of theirs. Hmm. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Pan. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. I I suggested you listen to this song last week. Uh, Captain Morgan's Revenge by Ale Storm mm-hmm. off the album Captain Morgan's Revenge. Did you listen to it? I remember. Yeah. I did not. I'm sorry. I will be honest. My disappointment. Shame, shame. Okay. Uh, well, anyways, it's a really cool song. Um, it's basically, uh, it tells a story about uh, these pirates. By the way, this album came out, like, right when Pirates of the Caribbean was, like, huge. Uh, but uh, these pirates, mm-hmm. uh, basically, they betrayed their captain and held a mutiny and became pirates. And um, uh, right before their captain, uh, right before they, you know, kicked him, uh, made him walk the plank, he, uh, he swore uh, an evil curse upon all of them. Uh, that none of them would ever die at peace mm-hmm. or at rest, and uh, basically the same. The, the narrator is basically like, "Well, yep, uh, the captain's uh, the captain's curse has come true because in the morning, uh, the boys and I are all getting are all uh, going to dance the dead man's jig." 
Um, it's a really Ooh. good folky metal-y song, though. It's it's really good. Yeah, I, I remember you were yeah. definitely talking about it being folky. Uh, yeah, in, and the, the first context. couple of Ailstorm songs, they definitely leaned very hard into their pirate theming. Um, and they had like one or two silly songs per album. They've definitely flipped since then, which most of their fan base seems to seems to mm. like. But like I'm I'm kind of not amused by it. But that's okay. I mean, whatever you know, he's got to sort of do what what uh, he's inspired to do. It's a really good yeah. song. Yeah. Actually, I like it's... it quite a lot. Uh, yeah. I, I I understand that sentiment if you got to do yeah, what you're inspired yeah. to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, but yeah, Captain Morgan's Revenge, uh, it's a really good song. The whole album is really good. Um, definitely an example of like the a band's first couple albums are their best because those that's where their good ideas are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh... All right, it is now officially yeah. added to um, the oh, box. Fun, fun story with it, though. So Chris Bowes, the lead singer slash guitarist slash... Uh, m- he writes most of Ailstorm songs, if not all of them. Um, he also writes the songs for Glory Hammer, who is... Uh, they, there's a song from them later on in the list. Um, yeah, because... Uh, yeah, okay. he's, he's got a bunch of side projects. Um, with Napalm Records, uh, he's got like three or four different pans in Napalm Records. It's kind of funny. Um, there's this this sort of joke video that mm. I want to show more later. Since he he is also oh, a I'm Napalm excited. Records fan. Okay. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see it. But yeah, I like that song. I'm getting sleepy. <sighs> I'm still here. I still got like a bunch of songs left to talk about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's a long one. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I, I kind of figured you know both of these are going to be pretty long because uh, music is a broad topic and there's a lot to say about it and what we like and that kind of stuff. And you know, games are one thing because you can focus on one, um, even though it's you know larger media at this time. But like music has such a longer history and variety and that kind of stuff than. <laughs> what we've talked about so far so yeah so captain morgan's revenge okay morg what's your next one okay this one is an absolute banger oh my god i'm i'm actually really excited to share this one with you guys because this one is okay so there is um an album done by scar symmetry it's called neo-human and this song is like the big crescendo at the very end where it talks of, uh, it's called, uh, tuck, uh, oh boy, it, it, it's quite a mouthful actually here. Wait, um, uh, let me see if I can pronounce this right. Uh, technocal- uh, the technocalyptic cybergeddon. So this is, this song is kind of like all about like the idea of like how, um, uh, uh, technology has become super sentient and is starting to shift people into the direction of becoming um, uh, cybernetically enhanced to the point where they are no longer human anymore. Um, it's it's okay. quite it's quite a piece actually. Um, 
Oh my gosh. You tend to really like these stories. This is uh mm -hmm. this reminds me of Cynic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> it's definitely got some dark vibes to it of like the kind of like be wary of technology kind of um attitude towards stuff. Um I, sometimes sometimes I listen to this and then I uh, I get this picture of Elon Musk in my head <laughs> putting chips in mm -hmm. people <laughs> and it's kind of funny but also a little you, spooky at the same time um, yeah I think I think you have you have a a, a weird fear about Elon Musk more because oh, he comes up a lot oh I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not scared of Elon <laughs> Musk I'm not gonna say that. I like He's not going cars. to be on record saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I get you. Yeah. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm kind of leery about the uh, uh, Neuralink just a little bit because I don't want somebody sure. to you know go. But we chip our dogs brain. already. Yeah. My dog's chipped. Oh my god. It's so we can find her. Oh jeez. Oh. Just wait until the government That's does That's not creepy at all. Oh, my God. No. They'll know where we are at all times. Uh, yeah, we Google have already knows where social I, where insurance I am. number and a Google. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we have mm -hmm. things like Google and social insurance numbers and credit cards and cell phones. Like, um, yeah, they already know where you are, buddy. Wait. <laughs> As a as a recent as a recent victim of identity theft, I understand this more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Not fun. But yeah, the song it's, itself is really no. really nice. It, it it almost comes off as like ten minutes long though. It Ooh. comes off yeah. as very progressive rock for a metal song, and it's it's a pretty fun experience. Like it's definitely a roller coaster of a song. Um, it's gonna take you mm -hmm. on a journey, buddy. It's a it's a really fun one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, I, another scar symmetry I have to look at. Does that mean that they just like if you get cut on one arm, they have to cut the other arm? Like, uh, okay. You'll have to ask them about that because I've never thought about it until now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, back back to the back to the lighter side of music. Another happy and peppy one. Um, again, by Bare Naked Ladies. This is um, this is a recent favorite of mine. It came from. I didn't. I actually missed this album. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm terrible at even keeping up with uh, my own band's musics. Like, apparently, this was like in 2013 when this album came out, and I was just like, "Oh, they got a new album coming out," and I'm like, "Actually, no, they've had two. Oh, I need to get the other one as well. Um, this is actually, and, and again, another thing about like sometimes people really don't like the later albums. But yeah, we talked about that's that's probably a personal opinion thing. I just hear it a lot. Uh, Grinning Streak is the album that this is from. It's called uh, Daydreaming, and Grinning Streak. And I, I looked up album reviews and stuff because I was just curious. And a lot of people say this is the worst album that they have ever done, and. Um, and I see a lot of people say that um, it's I, I don't agree. I just don't agree that it's the worst album they've ever done. I won't say it's their best, but I'm definitely not. I, yeah, I don't think it's bad in any stretch. Um, but uh, Bare Naked Ladies as a band um, actually went through 
like there's like the beginning album stage that we talked about where like they had all their ideas and stuff mm-hmm. uh and then they start to you know run out of ideas and fade off like good explanation by pan there um this band has kind of gone through that twice because they kicked out their lead singer years ago they've released three or four albums since they kicked out one of their lead singers which is the guy who mostly sings uh in one week i don't know their names i'm sorry other people may know their names but like they kicked out one of their their one of their lead singers Uh and didn't replace him they just went with the backup lead singer and now in every album at least one and they feature other lead singers and uh, idea people now so like everyone in a at one point in an album has a lead song Mm -hmm. they sing and one of them is a little bit more, one of the band members a little bit more easygoing and, and, and that kind of stuff. Almost like sort of trippy in his, his music. Um, very, like, very just like psychedelic, I would say. And Daydreaming is one of the ones that is like that. Where it's just like, it's just this light, flighty song about daydreaming. And I love it. Um, it's just, it's just... I don't know. For some reason, it's just like one of those songs that's just catchy enough that I sit there and I'm humming it and I'm thinking about it all the time. And um, uh, when I'm writing my ecologies, a lot of times I'll put on like a repetitive song or that kind of thing, or the, especially that doesn't have lyrics, so I can just like have it as background noise while I'm writing. Mm-hmm. But this one, it's not background noise. I actually sing along with it, but I'm able because it's so trippy and light that I'm just like, I it just it just easy listening so i can listen to it even sing along and still write and not write what i'm singing <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and i and I, I don't know i just love it and um i definitely uh, i definitely suggest taking a listen to that one as well so daydreaming from bare naked ladies grinning streak and yeah and yeah like i said they're they're sans their new singer and they have been for many albums since think they've released four without him hmm. and there's no plans of him coming back oh so. yeah actually uh did you guys ever hear why he left it was really no. bad um i think he wanted to actually like start off his own career doing like single stuff i i don't that was know. after they kicked him out yeah i don't remember what they ki- so they were doing a children's album mm-hmm. and they were on tour for this children's album and he kept coming into like the live shows, like cr- cranked up on cocaine and stuff, and acting really bad oh, and stuff. Oh, and they're yeah. like, "Okay, your your ad- your drug addiction is getting in the way. Uh, yeah. We have to part ways." And there's actually a, um, I forgot. Yeah, you know, he was like I said, really bad for drugs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just, just crazy. But yeah, that's uh, the last one by Bare Naked Ladies that I have, and all the other ones are from like one song from one band so Mm -hmm. we'll be good no i was gasping at you oh yeah no i have other bands i listen to sometimes but it's okay it's okay i picked one i'm just giving you a little bit of shit it's all fine (laughs) all right that's all good (laughs) all right so the next one all right um yeah so this uh this one's gonna be a bit of a left turn uh Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf off the Bad Out of Hell 1 album. I know this one. 
So, like I've said, I've said yeah. a few times, I really like crisp, clear vocals, and Meatloaf has the voice of a god. Yes. <laughs> he is wonderful. Yeah, I think we've, I think you've said that many times. I've said it about Dio <laughs> yeah. a few times. I might have said it about me. I might have said it about it's Meatloaf, true too. but yeah, Meatloaf. I, I have heard you say that. Got just a wonderful voice. And, like, I'm a little sad that he's... I think he's basically retired from touring. So I don't think I'll ever get to see him live. Um, but that So that's a shame. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. The Bad Out of Hell. Morg, have you heard it? Uh, no, unfortunately, I don't think I have. <laughs> I wish I did. Oh. Um. Meatloaf oh! is a classic. <gasps> Meatloaf! Oh, my God, yes! Yes, yeah. I actually went to his live concert um, at the Jubilee Auditorium, and it was so good! The guy then is like. I don't believe you didn't hear it. Almost seventy years old. No, I have actually. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, bad out of hell. Oh my god. Yeah. No. Yeah. That was. That was this. It was. Oh my. It was one of those Mormon moments where I was like, I took off my glasses. Like, Morg, you just contradicted yourself. So. No, sorry. I just went into like this sort of state of comatose for a minute, where I was just kind of like just sitting here, just kind of drooling. Oh man, I am so sorry, guys. It's okay. Um. No. No. Yeah. Actually, no. This, <laughs> Shit. Meatloaf is a tasty I, dish. I understand. Meatloaf, I think, was the second band that I got into after Queen. Yeah, it was after Queen. And this was actually my first album of Meatloaf that I uh, listened to. And damn, it's good. Like, um, mm-hmm. oh, hell yeah. I could actually name a couple of songs off of the top of my head. Let me see. Uh, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. Uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Uh, what was that one that I really liked? Uh, oh, I can't remember. It's not for crying out loud. Um, trying to remember. Um, gosh darn it. My memory is just absolutely terrible today. Uh, this is what happens when it's nine o'clock at night. Um, here, wait. I'm, uh, <laughs> nine, nine would be yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> 1130 here. Yeah, sadly so. Heaven Can Wait. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's that's one of my favorite songs, too. Yeah. But, yeah, Bad Out of Hell. Nine minutes and 52 seconds. That's a a good classic. I like that song a lot. Mm. I love how this started out as more being like, um, I never heard that one. Oh, my God, Meatloaf, he's the best. I love that. Yeah, I can't believe. Yeah. It's okay. (laughs) Uh, that's just, yeah, I know. That's just more space now. Board, it's perfect. No, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> this ADD, man, it's a, it's a real killer. <laughs> well, uh, so uh, person, a little bit of personal history with this album. Uh, my my first boyfriend gave sure. he, I, when I was this was like right when I'm starting to first get into music and like I I discovered like Dio right around then and like leaned really hard into listening yeah. to a bunch of Dio stuff. Uh, so my boyfriend, uh, bought me the Bad Out of Hell 1 album, uh, for Christmas. That was my Christmas present from him that year. And I was just like, oh my God, this is awesome. I love this. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So, yeah, I I really like, there's a lot of good songs on that album. Mm Mm-hmm. I especially like in like that. We are running late. I especially like at the very beginning of the song. Like there's that big piano solo mm-hmm, right at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's tasty. So good. Yeah, I I really, 
as much as you know i i I, one of the big reasons i got out of like wanting to do music and got into programs i was like i don't want to play classical music for the rest of my life but they put in classical instruments like pianos strings and trumpets and stuff and i'm i'm in a lot of times they mix it in with other stuff i'm in like that gets me (laughs) so i yeah i understand that yeah the uh piano yeah um well let me see uh oh have either of you ever seen tenacious d in the pick of destiny yeah, I remember Meatloaf yes. was his dad. Yep. That was so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I, I this yeah. Yeah, right after basically right after my my boyfriend gave me that album, I was just watching The Pick of Destiny on VH1 because they like played it constantly back then, you know. And I I just kind of went, holy shit, there's Meatloaf. Yeah. Holy shit, there's Dio. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. When Dio just comes out of the yeah. poster, he's like, head to Hollywood. Kid, and he's just like, okay, I'm just gonna take all my things and hit this bus up. And I love, I, I love that star. he's like kneeling down and praying to Dio. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's... Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I know, Dio I know, I know, God, I know. It's, so. it's extra <laughs> it funny. Sense. It's funny and yeah, there's layers. <laughs> yeah. It's, so yeah, there yeah. you go. It's ogres have layers. Meatloaf, bad layers. out of hell. Yeah. Great song. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Number seven, Morg. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think the reason why I kind of like just lost track there was because I was listening to um, uh, the next song that is actually on the list. It is a song by The Unguided. It is called Eye of Thylacine. And, ooh, this is such a good song. Like, it, it it's more than just like a heavy hitter as far as like... Um, screams and like how the vocals and like the, the musical <coughs> composition goes um the message that is behind mm-hmm. it is really potent um it talks about um like how um you know humans being you know an arrogant species and thinking that because that they're the dominant species on the planet that you know they think that they can do whatever they want it's like no 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 nature really knows more about what's going on here than you do and if you screw things up enough there there are some severe consequences you know like nature has you know has a delicate balance and there are things about it that could be quite beautiful like, uh... and you could appreciate but if you get on the bad side of it you're fucked buddy like in like i think there was a kind of like uh certain pandemics going on well i mean that's one aspect of it i mean (laughs) well you know the more i think about it i mean i feel like viruses well a lot of the things that happen in the world that you know tend to kill people are probably put in place to help maintain balance like I know that, you know, a lot of people don't like the the concept of death and, you know, keeping people alive for as long as possible. But, um, you know, if, if, if there are too many people on the planet, you can't support all that life. And then it leads to a really devastating crash at the very end. So, you know, for, I don't want to get... I mean, for I us. I don't want to get into... The earth goes on. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, you know, one person dies and the world keeps spinning. I don't want to get into the dark side of that. But, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, there are, there are some parts in the lyrics that are just really, really deep. And they they hit the core, like, really, really well. Like, hmm? um, okay. uh, where was... Uh, I'm trying to... Uh, Oh yeah, here we. Um, 
uh, yeah, everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one considers changing themselves. And then there's a part where he's like, now think long and hard on all the extinct species. So it's like, you know, think about what you're doing in the world and like, you know, how you're affecting things. And, you know, you have to start with changing yourself in order to be able to change the world. And if, and if you don't make changes for the best, um, you may end up on the list of all those things that are gone now. And yeah, okay. it, it's pretty deep. Like it's a really, really good song. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, eco terrorism, the song um, kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> only you know they're not. I just like yeah. I just like summing up your songs in in, in completely inaccurate ways. It's funny. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh yeah. This is yeah. Okay. That it's, it definitely sounds interesting. And, and again, another story song for sure. Mm-hmm. You are you are into that. Okay. Well, I can I can respect that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next one is one that um, it, you, no one will probably ever hear it, all right, unless Morgan and I actually get to doing our parody. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, it's Avril Lavigne. I, I like to sing. I sing. Uh, no, it's not Avril. Avril Lavigne is not on this list. Oh, right. damn it! I mean, sca- sca- Skater Boy almost made it. Morg, almost no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I unironically no, um, love that song. No, I actually do too. Um, and the one that we're parroting, "I Don't Like Your Boyfriend," <laughs> I love that song. I love to sing it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. It's catchy, you know. Like, uh, but it's not one of my favorites. Obviously, it just it's pretty. Um, the, the Hello Kitty song is pretty awful, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't that even think bad. about that one. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, back to what I was going to say is um, I just happened to see... I don't even know... This was on the radio one time. It's one of the very few times I picked up a song from the radio. Um, but it's uh, Geronimo by Shepard on their debut album of um, Shepard. And I haven't followed this band since. I don't know if they even have another band uh, uh, album. Have you guys ever heard this? Probably not. It's more of like the pop area. Yeah, um, no, sorry. Uh, I don't listen to too much pop unless it's like Eurobeat. Although I don't know if Eurobeat really fits into that. I know Eiffel sixty five does, but this is very upbeat, very peppy, and there's uh, like uh, I talked about building. There's one of these parts where the song kind of slows down and gets a little bit uh, slower, and then it builds again. But like singing along with that part for me is like really i love it it's just like really powerful to me as far as like just like yeah you know i love it um and um i just i get into this song like i i will i will sing this to the top of my lungs in the car if i'm playing the song now a lot of times i don't listen to these kind of songs in the car anymore i do a lot of video game remixes and that kind of stuff which Mm -hmm. most of the time don't have lyrics um, sometimes I do. Um, but yeah, this one, I just love the song. I love the album. I think the whole album's great. Uh, and it's just the, it's just the debut one they had on their album and it's the best in my opinion, but the whole thing's good. And I just, I just love it. <laughs> there's not much else to say. It's not super deep. It's not, there's not a lot of meaning behind it. I just like peppy stuff and I like singing. So 
Here you go. It, it's kind of catchy. I like it. Like <laughs> I'm listening to it right now, and I like the acoustics. Uh, the drums are not bad. Like they're pretty deep uh, drums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely got. Um, yeah, anything that has like a lot of deep, like just like just purely rhythmic drums. Like that's one of the things that I don't like. Drums are like in metal a lot of time. Drums are very robust and very like complicated, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like I, mean, I was just. And that's cool, but um, growing up in my tribe, the drums were normally a specific beat and pretty steady. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't do a lot of cr- crazy stuff with drums in um, a lot of the songs that I grew up with in my tribe. Yeah. So, like, you, this kind of, like, just rhythmic, steady beat stuff, I get into mm-hmm. it, too. Because, like, that's that comes from my childhood of listening to stuff like... An, I, there's not really names for them other than like there was a travel song and there was the snake dance is, mm-hmm. is the two that I remember the most. Yeah. And that's, yeah, those, those two heavy rhythmic stuff. If you ever want to hear that stuff though, the drums on Pocahontas, there you go. Mm. That was my grandpa playing them. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like I think, uh, it, I think which, it goes without saying that which, in music, the drums are really the backbone. Like they, they help to keep the tempo, but they all, Oh yeah. They're supposed to be. Yeah. But like, mm. Yeah, like they're just essential. I don't. I, I. I. can't imagine music without drums. It's very hard. Very hard for me to think about music without an actual, you know, a, a source of tempo. Without percussion. yeah, yeah, without percussion or a sense of tempo mm-hmm. for uh, for the music to follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're, uh, for the most part, they're there. There's songs that don't use them, but hey, they're they're the weird. They're ones. not real songs. There you go. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm not, kidding. That's just not nice. That's just not nice. All right. Um, Pan, number eight. We're getting there, guys. We are so close. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, Pan is lit up green. Oh, shit. I, okay, yeah. I had my, I had my mic turned it. off because I was listening to one of you guys' songs, and my mic keeps picking up songs. Oh, so I keep turning off my mic to listen to the songs and then turning it back on when it's my time to talk. And I guess I forgot to turn my mic back on. Yeah. Okay. So let's start this over. Um, Apocalypse 1992 by Glory Hammer off the album Space 1992 Rise of the Chaos Wizards. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I love that title. Wow. I love that. Hang, on, hang on. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Rise of uh, the let Chaos me, uh, Let me get the link to it. My mind is just blown with the name, just the title of like the track, the band, and the album that it just came off of. Like just boom. It just hit me like a brick wall. I'm just like, I have this perpetual smile on my face. My cheeks hurt. And look at that art. Oh, it's beautiful! Oh, yeah. oh, oh. that is straight up Might oh, yeah. and Magic yeah. like seven oh. art. Like, <laughs> I love it. So I I have seen Glory Hammer live Video twice. Unavailable. I've seen Glory Hammer live twice. Um, uh, both times at this shitty little tiny dive ass bar in Kansas City. Um, both times I was extremely concerned about the number of people crammed into the bar, but uh, my my husband and I lucked out and elbowed our way to, the, wiggled and squirmed and uh, made our way to the front. Uh, the first the the first time we saw Glory Hammer live at this place, 
uh, the crowd, like, surged and, like, shoved me up, like, literally crashed me into uh, the, the singer. Because there's no separation. Wow. Because it's such a dive-ass bar, oh, there's no nice. separation. There's, like, there's yeah. the amps, and then there's the singer. And, like, if I throw my hand out too far, I will punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That is cramped. Yeah. Um, that is... So I'm... that's fun. Go ahead, Morg. Oh, I was just going to say that I'm listening to it right now, and it's... Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It, it's 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 wonderful music. So, I love yeah. it. So they have the, their first album, uh, I believe it's called Tales from the Kingdom of Fife. Uh it's basically about this this uh this hero Angus McFife who uh has to fight this evil wizard Zargathrax and save the Kingdom of Fife. And by the way, like all the places listed in the in the song are like real actual places in Scotland, and that's kind of part of the joke because uh, because uh, okay. Chris Bowes, you know, he's he's the main guy for Ailstorm, and he writes for Gloryhammer. Uh, he is from yeah. Scotland, and he basically thinks it's hilarious having all these epic, fantastic tales about like these these towns that are like just full of like like these shitty like white trash towns that he grew up in. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean that makes sense right <laughs> sometimes you can get some it, it, they're just obscure enough that they don't like most people just don't connect with it yeah yeah i, I get that but like, it's like yeah he he said in an in, he said like on yeah. reddit or something that like it'd be it's the american equivalent of like singing about the the grand and epic journey to jersey city so, anyways, yeah. Hmm. So their their first album, Tales from the Kingdom of Fife, is about how Angus McFife defeats the evil wizard Zargathrax and casts him into a lake of ice. Apocalypse nineteen ninety two uh-huh. takes place a mm. thousand years later, and Zargathrax has been thawed out, and now he's going to conquer all of space and time. And so, the uh, Angus McFife the thirteenth. Uh, who is who is the king of the space kingdom of Dundee? Must uh, fight him, and he is he is aided by uh, by an immortal cyborg who is totally not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, he mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, okay. let's see, there's and then there's there's a uh, the because uh, the uh, oh yeah, and then there's the space knights of Krail who ride eagles into battle. There's yeah, there's a song about uh, victorious eagle warfare, which is about the spa- the space knights of Krail. Uh, and yeah, it's it's just bonkers. It's nice. They are technically a parody power metal band, but the it's a bit like okay, but they end up yeah. Being one it's a as bit a like Stephen Colbert. You know how like he's mm. he's you know uh, uh such a mockery of like uh he's like a you know a joke about like conservatives and like weird or warped political views, but yeah. he gets like he's just so close to the real thing yeah. that it's hard to tell. That's a bit. That's a yeah, bit like yeah. with Glory Hammer. Yeah. So, anyways, Ap- Apocalypse nineteen ninety two is the final song in the album, and it's basically this this giant, grand, epic battle that takes place in the skies above Mars uh, against the the forces of Doom, and between like the Space Knights of Krail and the forces of Doom. And uh, spoilers for the song, but the immortal the immortal cyborg uh, Hoots the Hootsman. He uh he realizes that he has a nuclear mm-hmm. reactor inside of him, and he decides to detonate his nuclear reactor <laughs> to seal away the evil god Corveliath and destroy Zarkathrax once and for all. 
Oh my god. That yes. is that is how the the song yes. that is like the the peak of the song. Oh. And then the album after this, uh uh Angus Angus McFife gets oh sucked gosh. into a wormhole into an alternate reality where uh Angus McFife the first failed and Zargathrax reigns supreme over the galaxy. So the next album after this, Legends from the Galactic Terror Vortex is awesome. So So it's Windwaker. Yeah. Oh my God, Fortwan, this is so up your alley. This is fantastic. Now, okay, I don't like again. I don't. I never got into metal and that kind of stuff because a lot, a lot of the metal that I heard was stuff like angry metal with my friends, like, um, that kind of stuff. Because like, a lot of my friends had rough childhoods. They had they really like angry music and i was like it's not me i'm not i'm not an angry music person Aww. and like it's so weird because like even like i feel like a, a black sheep in almost every community i join you know like even monster hunter because like everyone in monster hunter community seems to like anime and i'm like i just i didn't uh that wasn't a thing. I watched Detective Conan when I was a kid because yeah. it was on Cartoon Network. Like, I was more into Johnny Bravo and stuff and Samurai Jack, which, I mean, you could call Samurai Jack anime. But like, That's, uh, oh, that's me that and the guitarist him? after the show, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. I've told, I've told Fortwan <laughs> about this show a couple of times, Morg. So, um, oh, yeah. wow. So, Glory Hammer and Ailstorm, the first time we saw Glory Hammer, they were touring with Ailstorm, uh, which that's funny because Chris Bose is in both bands. Uh, but so Glory Hammer yeah. went on first and we were right up there, right up at the front and stuff. But uh, a fight broke out near the end of Glory Hammer's set, like an actual like people were going to hurt each other fight. So I noped out and went to the back. Mm. And so I chilled at the back of the yeah. bar, having a beer, hanging out, kind of sad. I wasn't up at the front for Ailstorm. And uh, then my husband joins me because things got too rowdy for him, too. And we're just hanging out, watching up on the view screen, uh, and we look over at the bar, and uh, Glory Hammer's bassist is having drinks at the bar. So Steve's like, here, hold my beer, I'm going to go buy him a drink. So Steve goes over to buy him a drink, mm-hmm. and I just watch the interaction, and then they have a drink, or they like have some shots, and then uh, the, the bassist orders another shot, and I walk over, and apparently the bassist has an unlimited tab, and he's just giving people drinks. No. Well, way. he had what he thought oh, was an unlimited okay. tab. When he r- had rung up about three hundred dollars worth of drinks, the bar cut the entire band off, and everybody got pissed at him. Oh, like everybody being his bandmates. That's too bad. I don't. I... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we walked Makes over sense. to the guitarist, who's the guy in the picture here, and he's like, "Can you believe it? Can you fucking believe it? Jimmy's over there giving out yeah. drinks to anyone who walks even by." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, can't believe it, man." As I'm like drinking, like as I've got like three <laughs> drinks in hand. <laughs> Crit roll on deception. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yep, yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, I wish. Ah, oh, god damn it! I wish wow. I could turn back time and be able to go back to all the metal concerts that I missed out on. Uh, I think I only went to like three ever in my life. And the, the one that I had the most fun at was at Uproar Fest up in Edmonton when Avenged Sevenfold came out with their Nightmare album. And, mm, oh, I missed out on so much since then. Oh, like, even Iron Maiden came out, and I missed that. And uh, um, freaking System of a Down even showed up. Uh, but uh, my cousins only told me about uh, their experience of the concert, like, three months after they went. 
And I was like, why didn't you tell me about this sooner? And they were like, oh, we thought we did. And I was like, no, I would have bought tickets. Oh, yeah, shame. my husband and I go to a lot of concerts. Mm-hmm. It's been a it's been a rough year. I'll, I'll go to one eventually. No, yeah, no the concerts this year. For yeah, sure. we're kind of sad because like, no. uh, yeah, because like every September there's been a Glory Hammer concert and we've gone to them and we're like, ah, oh, September's here and there's no Glory Hammer concerts coming up. Ah, oh. it's a mm-hmm. damn shame. Yeah. Uh, oh well. But yeah, Apocalypse 1992, it's a bonkers song. Okay, it, I, I added it. It's, it's there. Yeah, I'm already sold. My, my watch later list is very I'm gonna, long. I'm going to have to pick up a $100 iTunes card and just binge on nothing but Glory Hammer because it's, oh, oh yeah. glorious. So the, and Rhapsody of Fire. Yeah, yeah, the first album, the first album, uh, Tales from the Kingdom of Fife, it's solid, but like they really hit their stride with the second album. Hmm. Okay. I will, uh, I will definitely take a listen to at least that one. <laughs> we'll see. Mm. We'll see if more comes out of it. Okay. I'll let yeah. you know. Oh. Oh, we do actually have a Canadian metal band that is worth listening to. That is essentially power metal, and that's um, uh, Unleash the Arrows. Unleash the Archers? Oh, yeah, Unleash the Archers. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. You're fine, Mark. Uh, yeah, my, my husband just bought one of their <laughs> albums uh, on vinyl, I believe. Yeah, he's grabbing it now. Yeah, we have we have one of their albums on vinyl. He's on vinyl. Oh, my bad. It's not vinyl. Nice. It looks like a vinyl because it's a book, but there's two CDs in it. Oh, oh. You know, actually, vinyl will make a comeback. I swear. You know, everybody's gonna be. Oh, like we have a shitload of vinyls, man. We already have a shitload of vinyls. Happening. Damn it. Yeah, it's mm, everything is even Walmart has vinyls again. Walmart has vinyls, for Pete's sake. Vinyls are just awesome. Thanks, though. Having a physical collection is just, mm, that's something to flex. Something worth having. It's like, oh, yeah, you've got it on iTunes, but (laughs) I've got the real thing. And then everybody else is like, oh. And then here's the loser, Fortuan, who still has everything on just on CD. But hey, you know. CD was popular for uh, a couple of years. I mean, I think DVDs were, you know, they they were in their stride for about uh, five, ten years. Ten, fifteen. Yeah, about years. ten years. 10, All right, there you go, Morg. That's yeah. a live picture. Just took it. Wow. Oh. So the one on top, Abyss Wave, that is a little, that is a tiny vinyl. But then the one on bottom, oh. you can see why I thought it was a vinyl. No, it's a book. That's awesome. Gotcha. Okay. All right, Morg. That was pants number eight. So what's your my number eight? eight. Oh boy. Uh, Uh, let me see. I went through the Iathylacine. So I'm gonna talk about Death Walker by the Unguided. Um. Now, the funny thing is, is that I'm not going to talk about the original. Well, actually, yeah, I might as well talk about the original Deathwalker. So the, uh, uh, the story about, uh, well, yeah, yeah, there's always a story behind all my songs. But, um, yeah, uh, the theme around it is that um, it's, a, it's about an army of undead 
um, that's uh, being risen up uh, that is going to overtake the land or whatever. And um, uh, in the Zardonic remix, which is also on that album, uh, let me see if I can remember what the Mm -hmm. album was. I'm just going to quickly look through. Uh, Let me see. Unguided. Okay, there we go. Uh, Fragile Immortality, that's the name of the album. And um, the cool thing about um, both the original and the remix, well, I mean, obviously the remix is going to have it, but it, all, it has Hansi, it has Hansi Kirsch from Blind Guardian as um, as a featured uh, voice in, um, in that uh, one track. Um, Zardonic actually does amazing mm, okay. um, techno metal remixes. And the fact that they were able to mix techno with with metal with uh, power rock in this song is just ooh! It's like the best of three worlds in, in this in this album. And uh, when Zardonic does the remix, um, he actually um, inserts like um, I I don't know how to describe it. Like um, the um, uh, the voice that he inserts into it, like it, it's super deep, but it reverberates and it almost sounds like cybernetic. Um, with the way that it uh, reveals mm-hmm. itself, it has almost like very Cthulian vibes to it. Um, I'm actually going to grab a link to it, and then I'll share it to you guys, because it is a really, really good song. Um, I don't really know what else there is really to say about it, other than the fact that the Unguided ha- um, uh, features two pe- uh, two people in the band and uh, as like the, the main source of... Um, uh, drive for them. It is. Let me see if I can get their names. Uh, Roger and Richard. Hunison. I don't really know how to pronounce it because it's an S J S J U N N E S S O N. It's really hard to pronounce. But um, they initially were in a band called Scar Symmetry, and in the time that they were around. Um, that band was really, really good. Like, they were in their prime. Didn't you talk but, about um, them a little bit ago? I mean, yeah, we've had three songs from them for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. sorry, not Scar Symmetry. Uh, Sonic Syndicate. Oh, man. God. Oh, I'm better now, with Okay, now, oh, okay. now it makes sense. It's different. No, not Scar Symmetry. Oh, yeah. man. It's, oh, man. I need to wake up. Oh, sorry. I'm mixing everything up today. Um, I'm just mentally drained. So if I do make a mistake, sorry, I apologize to all of our listeners. I'm not on my top game here today. We're human. It's um, okay, more. Yeah, it was Sonic Syndicate that had uh, Roger and Richard in it. And um, I believe Roger was a, um, I think he was the lead guitarist. I could be wrong. He could have been rhythmic. Um, but I know that Richard was uh, was the lead uh, singer for, like, um, the, uh, the harsher vocals. Um and it was only after um, they left Sonic Syndicate to make their own band, The Unguided, um, Sonic Syndicate started to really drop in quality. Like, they really were not the same. Um, so, uh, seeing those two being able to work with ha- uh, with Hansi Kirsch, and then also to give Zardonic permission to be able to uh, remix their song, and then put it on their album as a featured, like, a bonus? Mmm. Oh, it's really, really nice. Mm, Zardonic okay. also does some really good remixes. But, um, yeah, I'll save some of his stuff for later. Maybe part two. Uh, tar- part two's video games. Oh, so. oh yes. 
I will leave him <laughs> out then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Um, so for uh, for my number eight, um, I I don't I, I didn't get it. I used to watch a lot of music videos. It used to be my thing before I went to school in the morning. I'd watch it on VH1. Now no one shows music videos that regularly on TV. Um, but. You know, like I, I, and it was mostly pop songs at that at that point. Um, like Stacy's mom, I always loved that video. It was it was a funny song to me. But um, this is my favorite music video of any song ever, and it's Daft Punk, uh, Daft Punk, Around the World. And the song itself is catchy. I like it. It's repetitive though. Like it's not something that you're going to listen to all the time. I feel that's a little bit true of Daft Punk uh, in general. Like, <sighs> yes. Are you okay, um, Pan? I can't tell you how many times I've heard that album on loop. Oh, the the. Homework? I think that's the album. I don't know. Um, uh, da- the Daft, Daft Punk. Punk. Yeah. Yeah. This homework is where this. Yeah. Uh, homework is the name of the album that this song comes from. Now, I like the songs, but I like, I loop. I, I just find it repetitive. I like it. I just, you know, my opinion. But um, the music video for this is just insane. Now, I talked about I like singing. Probably won't hear that unless Morgan and I do that thing. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm a good singer. And no, I'm not going to do it. And people say, oh, you're good. That's not a, it's just. Not, I, I already do enough, guys. I don't need to be singing for you. But um, <laughs> um, uh, I like to dance, too. And I was actually in that uh, classic, you know, uh, ballet stuff. But I really I'm a sucker for routines, not like in sync and that kind of stuff. But like really cool routines like uh, you guys ever seen OK Go's videos like OK Go does some awesome stuff. Um, they're the guys who did the. Um, uh, it was pretty popular for a long time. It was basically they were dancing on treadmills. Uh, if you guys ever saw that video. Uh, oh. But basically they were just jumping in between treadmills and stuff. But this from Daft Punk is my absolute favorite. And I will watch this on loop for the visuals. Um, it's just craziness. <laughs> the song is really simple. Around the it is world, literally the lyrics of the song are around the world. world. That's it. That's it. Those three words all the time, just over and over. But mm-hmm. you've got the spacemen, you got the skeletons, you've got the like fifties synchronizing, synchronizing swimming divers. You've got the weird guys wearing like a second chest on top of their head, and you got the mummies in the middle. And the dance routine that this is is so in sync and stuff. Like uh, I was talking about, like a little bit. I was actually doing one of the dance moves while I was watching it earlier, and I just I love it how. Uh, there's this thing where they do their, they take their hands. It's the mummies do it in particular at one point, and they they take their hands and it's like they sw- switch them back and forth and they move their head on the second beat in unison and it's just it gets me. <laughs> I, just, I, I like it. <laughs> I just like their dance routine. So there we go. Daft Punk around the world. This is one that I really suggest watching the video uh, more so than listening to the song. So yeah. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about Around the World because it's such a meme-worthy song, and it's amazing. Like, it's... 
I didn't know it was a meme. I just like it. Oh, I didn't either. There, there are a couple of there are a couple of flat Earth memes that are just so damn funny. And, oh my god, it, it's just amazing. I'm gonna have to find. Oh, it. so it's like a flat Earther thing. Meme? Oh yeah, okay. it's amazing. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, flat Earthers that are a fan of Daft Punk when they hear this song, and then they're like, "No!" Yeah, they're just freaking out as they hear this song over and over again. It's so funny. Huh. Maybe it's not funny. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe it's funny um, because it uses a lot of like feature, you know, like featured stuff from like I think it uses a couple of scenes from like Lord of the Rings where everybody's just like, oh. But yeah, it syncs so well and it's amazing. Not not okay. the meme, the song. The song is actually quite good. Actually, a lot of Daft yes, Punk is. stuff is yes. actually really really good. It definitely, yeah, it definitely is. Um, I got distracted because your one you just uh, linked was unavailable. I had to search. Mine's for it. unavailable. Oh, darn it! Yeah, the unguided death. Oh, walker. dang it! Because yeah, the glory hammer one, Apocalypse nineteen ninety two, was unavailable for the link as well. So I had to look it up as well. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. Maybe Discord is like, get off the chat, guys. It's too long. Yeah, it is too, too long. But that being said, that was number, uh, I don't know, that was number nine, right? Yes. So we're on our last ones? Yes. So, Pan, what's your So I, uh, I had a lot of trouble with this because uh, I, had, I knew I had to have an Iron Maiden song on here, but it was really tough picking which one. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go with uh, Dance of Death, which is not a very typical Iron Maiden song at all. If you want some folk metal, here you go. Uh, hang on. I'm getting I'm getting a link. <laughs> okay. I'm going to find a good live version because uh, the stage performance for it is great. Uh, here we go. Hmm, let me see if I can find... Oh, you know what? Yeah. So, it's a, it's just this folksy song about a guy who gets drunk and wanders off into the swamp, and uh, then he has this spooky encounter with a bunch of dead people, and they invite him to, like, do their spooky dead, dead man's dance around the fire. Yeah. Nice. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I like that. Um, and it's, like, I, I kind of wrestled with, with doing this one, or doing Run to the Hills, or, uh, The Trooper, or Aces High, or Flash of the Blade, because those are all amazing mm -hmm. songs. I don't know how much Iron Maiden you've ever listened to. Oh, God, None. I've listened to so what? much. <laughs> like, oh, man, um... Let me so, see if I've actually like got yeah. all the albums. Yeah. So, uh, "Run to the Hills" is one of my is a song, is a song I really really like. Um, that it it was kind of a close contender for this, um, but I was honestly very curious if you'd heard it for it because uh, it's a song about uh, it, it's it's a song about the Indians fighting back against like uh, like soldiers. No. No, I don't hear a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, Mostly because mm -hmm. of the genre and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. But I'm also very disconnected from mm -hmm. my tribe at this point in my life, too. So there's not, aside from my immediate family, especially my dad, um, who grew up in the tribe, 
Um, but like, you know, dad was into kiss and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. he's actually more into metal than, than I am. He actually likes what it was. What is a band that does the sound? Uh, of silence? Uh, oh, um, um, the original or the cover? Both? Uh, I Simon and Garfunkel. Well, Simon and Garfunkel was the original one. Yeah. And then Disturbed the did latest one. one was Disturbed. Yeah. But yeah, the original. Yeah, the okay, original one was uh, by Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. No. Yeah. I. Again, my my dad was into this stuff, and because my dad. Yeah, was that a makes sense. Kid. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was not. <laughs> good upbringing. <laughs> well, okay. So, anyway. <clears throat> Not saying that, that you have to oh, have yeah. that to be in the middle, but yeah. It's what I have seen. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, Dance of Death is really good. A uh, very fun, folksy song. And, God, it's it's really fun watching, like, Bruce, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the lead singer, Bruce Dickinson, like, creep around on the stage in his cape with, and mask uh, while he's singing it. He's a very... Bruce Dickinson is a very physical mm. performer. Like, he is, like, running around doing, like, backflips. He's not doing backflips, but he's, like, running around and jumping, and he's doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and it's yeah. insane. Like, especially because he's old now. He's old, and he still does it. Yeah. I re- yeah, he's a wild guy. He is. I mean, he is. This is the same it age is, as yeah. concept. And uh, at the, uh, so I've seen Iron Maiden live uh, four times. Yes. Yes, four times. Yes. Mm, so the okay. second time we saw them live, um, we, it was in Denver. And he, like, got mad and, like, kind of stopped the show and started yelling at this guy who was in, like, the third or fourth row for smoking so much weed that it was making him choke and gag up on the stage. He's like, I know this is Denver, but you're smoking, you're smoking a whole goddamn bloody plantation down there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's actually like very notoriously like clean cut, which is probably why mm, he's still okay. able to like run around the stage and jump mm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's not a Ozzy Osbourne, yeah. half baked, like I am right now. Oh my God, I am. I was Woo! gonna say, I think Ozzy's more than half baked. Ozzy's like three quarters baked. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he he is the whole that goddamn guy's, pie. That guy's weird. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Well, he is. He is. His brain is very fried. Um, yeah, his brain is very fried, and apparently, he he produces some enzyme that uh, that uh, breaks down uh, opioids faster than most people, which is probably why he hasn't overdosed. Oh my God! That's yeah. That's good. But yeah, he that's very good. Yeah, he got kicked uh, out. I mean, yeah, he would be. be. Dead. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the reason he left Black, or was kind of kicked out of Black Sabbath was that his his drug use was becoming a problem for getting work done. And when Black Sabbath in the I want to say seventies kicks you out for drug problems, you 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 might be on too many drugs, bro. Yeah, yeah, especially for the seventies. Yeah. My God. Yeah, let's see. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Ozzy replaced, or Ozzy was replaced by Dio in '79. So yeah, that's when they kicked him out. Oh. 
Oh, anyways, yeah. Uh, my te- my my last song is "Dance of Death" by Iron Maiden. But uh, runners up for my Iron Maiden pick would have been uh, "Run to the Hills," uh, "Flash of the Blade," "Aces High," and um, I'm tired. There's one more Iron Maiden song. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Trooper. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, the Trooper's a really okay. good one too. "Aces High." Yep. Um. What's another really good one? Children of the Damned? Two Minutes to Midnight? Those are Yeah, yeah, those ones are really good. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, and The Alchemist off of the Final Frontier album. That's a good, fun, adventure-y song. Ooh, that is. I actually have the Final Frontier. That one's a really good album. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm tired. What's uh, what's Morg's 10th song? Okay. Okay, I'm going to make it a really quick one. This one. one... is just picture perfect to just describe how I am. And it is the song The Way I Am by Stained. It is just so on point with, I don't know why, but I just seem to click with it very easily, especially when, you know, uh, parts of the lyrics um, uh, talk about how the guy is not very good at uh, paying attention or remembering things, um, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, but he goes on to say, hey, it's the way I am. You'll never change the way I am. Just let me be who I am kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like a it, – it, it's a song about saying, hey, yeah, I understand what my flaws are. But, you know, everybody has their flaws. So it's better to just accept people for who they are and to move past, you know, um, you know their, um, uh, their faults. And, you know, not to hold any misgivings um, against people for, you know, what they do, but, you know, just to help them out where you can. Um, it's a it's a really good song, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a... Um, I don't really know what kind of a genre this is. This is kind of like more of like a harder rock. I don't know... It doesn't really fit into alternative because there's... I would put, I would put it in rock. Yeah. I would yeah. put it... Definitely yeah. rock. Because, um, yeah, there are some, there's some pretty good, strong emotional themes to it. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, you know, the best of music really comes from, like, you know, like picking apart um, uh, the concepts of, like, you know, what makes a person who they are or, like, you know, things like that, like question politics or society or environment or, you know, the direction that humanity is going into. But, yeah, um, yeah, this definitely follows suit with um, uh those kinds of ideas, especially actually the whole album in general just kind of um, has that vibe to it. I think the album is called the illusion of progress. Um, just gonna, hmm. that's, that's yeah. rough. Yeah, that's, I know. It's, that's a rough yeah. concept. Oh, it is. It's the illusion <laughs> of progress and the album art for it is literally a guy sitting in a wooden chair on a gravel road, just looking out into the distance. That's mm. deep. That's really deep. Okay. So, Stained, the way I am. I've got so much on my watch I, later. I, th- <laughs> I think you're going to like this song especially. I think you'll probably like it a lot more than all my other recommendations. Definitely not Slaughter to Prevail. <laughs> we, yeah, we will We will see. I will let you guys know mm-hmm. for sure. And I, They are on my watch later. And, and My watch later has gotten very large recently because there was a lot of OC Remix releases that I need to catch up on, um, but we'll get there. Um, so uh, my last one tonight, 
I actually changed it when I originally linked it on the Discord. I had I had Mambo at number five just because I used to love that as a kid. I don't really like it anymore, so I took it off because uh, I was like hard pressed to think of songs, honestly. And then I I mean I had a few I had to cut, but uh, as we were talking about some songs, this reminded me of this this song. I have their album. I actually like it, but I only got the one. Uh, it's, the band is called the Airborne Toxic Event, and the album is just their debut album, the Airborne Toxic Event. This is probably the edgiest band that I have as far as, like, um, raw, like, either anger or that kind of stuff coming out in their music. Um, again, I don't normally connect with that kind of stuff. Um, but I got into them because I heard the song, uh, this song, sometime around midnight on the radio one time. And I was, uh, I was going through a, a tough time in a relationship at the, at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking uh, at the time, like, you know, what happens if this ends, right? Like, what what does this look like when this ends? And this is kind of a song about that. And it really, really was powerful to me and for years since. And um, I forgot about this song. And then, of course, you know, again, talk real talk for me, you know, the divorce, I brought this song up again and i was like yeah still feels that way um uh so yeah it's it's a very emotionally again powerful song and i talked about a lot about building in songs like this whole song is a slow build until the end uh where the guy is just like sort of like just charged up fuel full of like anger and like sadness all at the same time mm-hmm. and it's just like it, it it speaks to me pretty well uh, you know at some point um again i'm not an angry person i don't tend to get angry about that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but it's something i learned which is why i may have problems sometimes is depression is anger turned inward instead of outward to people mm-hmm. so there you go so <laughs> that might be why i identify with that um, but yeah. So yeah, airborne toxic event sometime around midnight. I actually linked a different version of the song. Um, it's to me, the song is the same. I don't know why it's called the major domo version, but the video is the one I recognize more. The other one is kind of, I don't know the official video. I don't really like that much, mm-hmm. but this one is just better. So yeah, that's number 10. And, um, next week we'll be talking about video game awards. Uh, anything to wrap up, guys? I feel like um, I have I have an honorable mention that and this song didn't make it purely sure. because I decided to sti- arbitrarily stick to ten songs. Um, it is mm-hmm. Val Hallelujah mm-hmm. by Nana War of Steel. Oh my God! Yeah, okay. and uh, that looks so good. Yeah, it's it's extra funny if you're a Glory Hammer fan because uh, Father, because Santa Odin is uh in this song is played by glory hammer's lead singer in his in his like get up because he has this costume he wears on stage for angus mcfife he's wearing his angus mcfife costume but he is he's mm. santa odin in the song yeah it's it's a really okay. funny song oh i'm ex- i'm excited to hear what we all think about the well you guys have a good cross-pollination of similar songs but i'm excited to hear what you guys think about my stuff and I'm excited to listen to your guys' stuff. I have a lot more work for you than you guys yeah. to do. <laughs> well, I mean, I could. Um, yeah. I have like 
upwards of 15 songs at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, honorable mentions that I do have. Uh, one of them is uh, Sit, Stay, Roll Over by Ginger. Oh, wait, nope, that did not show up. Okay, I'm just going to delete the yeah, staying to show up Gosh, again. darn it. Ah, oh, I thought I copied it. Okay, here, wait. Boop. Command C. There we go. Copied link. Okay, Command V. There we go. Uh, that's that's the price you pay for having a Mac. Yeah, so then there's Sit, Stay, Roll Over by uh, Ginger. And uh, the one thing I'm going to say about Ginger is that uh, with uh, all of her outfits, like, she, she's very stylized. She's like the David Bowie of, like, Ukrainian um, metal bands in in the senses that not so much each album there's a different theme, but more like each song in this one album that she has. She keeps changing her outfit and her hairstyle, and it's just... It's wild, and it's, it's just amazing. She looks so good in dreadlocks. Wow. Um, and then another one I had was... I believe it was Mind Machine by... Scar Symmetry, I think it is. Here, wait. Mind Machine. Okay. Uh, boom. Just, I'll just grab that real quick. Now, the only reason why these ones did not make it onto the list was because um, I wanted to um, uh, at least put in uh, some room for like other songs that I felt... Um, were um as good and and the funny thing is that like you know for for both of these they kind of um fit a similar vibe to um the other songs that i mentioned from those particular bands that that they fall under respectively so i kind of wanted to give like um other bands a chance to really show their stuff um especially um bands like the unguided or um uh, oh man my, my brain's just all over the place here today um, uh, Blind Guardian. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, if you guys definitely want to look at those ones, they're definitely worth checking out. Like, um, mm, very good ones. Okay. Um, I guess, uh, I'll throw in the honorable mention that I took off the list to Lou Bega's Mom at Number 5. Um, I just liked it as a kid. It's about sleeping around. I don't like anything about the lyrics of the song. Um, it's just a fun song I liked as a kid uh, that they turned into like a, a kid friendly one for Stuart Little. Oh yeah. Well, they just count. Um, that uh, uh, Chumbo Wumbo's tub thumping, the one about drinking. Uh, for some reason, I always love these things about like things I don't like when I was a kid. So Chumbo Wumbo's about getting like knockout drunk, and yeah, I don't drink. So sure, and then. Um, the last one is uh, this one's just awesome. Uh, it's featured in the Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Was not was walk the dinosaur. There you go. Uh, Open the door. Get on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur. I was a kid. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's dinosaurs. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll wrap it up tonight, guys. Um, see you next week. We'll probably be talking about game awards and some other stuff. I don't think game awards going to take a whole thing and this is actually officially our longest episode three hours so, man sorry pan yep very okay. sorry pan 
I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My endurance, it, yeah, it, it, it was gone after the first hour. Like uh, after that, I couldn't function. Like I, I I'm barely awake right now. Holy shit! <laughs> it's not twelve. It's not twelve thirty there, Morg. Yeah, yeah. It's getting close. It's getting close. <laughs> Good night, everybody. See ya. Yep. Take care, everyone. Um. So. Thank you guys for listening. This is Fortuan. You can catch me at Hunters Up Pod um, on Twitter. And yeah, look out for the Game Awards stuff. And um, we'll have some other things coming on. Uh, thanks, Morg and Pan, for joining. And we'll just end it there. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>